to the bomb hole. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Going to slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the bomb hole, which is presented by Pub Beer. Now, first things first. Got to ask, Tony Buds, how are we doing? So good, my dog. Love hearing that. Now, to my left, we got Rob Rothler in the booth. Rob, how are we doing? Living, baby. Love that. <laughs> Now, Rob, uh, for the listeners, uh, what do you think about Eastone's beard currently? <laughs> I was like, how long are we going to make it before we mention this? <laughs> Dude, it's it's pretty G. Uh, for the people that are listening that aren't watching on YouTube, Buds has a bleached beard with purple dye in it. Uh, it Some looks, polka dots on yeah, the side. Yeah, it looks like a little bit of like an identity crisis going on. Like yeah. maybe like mad at your parents <laughs> slash ICP juggalo. It's uh, insane stone posse. Inst- <laughs> <laughs> Trying to start a posse, see what happens. What's up with his beard, bud? It's like I'm uh, a teenager, you know, trying to rebel from my parents. Mm-hmm. Except I'm uh, in my mid forties. So. <laughs> right away, I was for sure you lost a bet. That's like, kind of like losing a bet. You know, we ra- we said we, if we raised ten thousand dollars for Save a Brain some episodes ago, that uh, Chris would get a Save a Brain logo tattooed. I was trying to get him to do it on the face, but he's going to opt for his leg or something. Going to go leg. And uh, I would dye my beard, and the parameters were just kind of have a messed up beard. So uh, we went in on it and got it done yesterday, and uh, here it is. Shout out to Savant Studios. Yeah, Savant Studios, Salt looks Lake good. City, Max and Ethan, Matt Props. Amazing. All right, well, let's get into, we're here to talk about Rob, but yeah. we had to address Enough the elephant the in, the, oh, yeah. in the room. If you guys are unfamiliar with uh, Rob, he is an up-and-coming ripper from Minnesota. Uh, recently signed with Burton. He's holding it down for the tall snowboarders at 6'7". He's got a magnetic personality. He loves his squad. You can catch him with the Dust Box crew. And you'll be seeing a lot more from Rob Rothler. So... First things first, you're here in Salt Lake, but where are you from originally? Uh, St. Louis Park, Minnesota, just on the border of Minneapolis, but uh, yeah, kind of like a smaller suburb. Rope toe kid. Oh, yeah. Are you Highland? Are you wild? What's your hill? Highland. Big Highland kid. Shout out Highland Hills. Um, yeah, no, I've been going to Highland since I was three years old. I uh, started skiing. Got mom, my mom got me on skis super early, and right away I was just like, dude, snowboarding is so much cooler. Like, <laughs> I got to do that. Uh, she, she like made me wait till I was seven, waited till I was seven, and yeah, so on and so forth. You know, twelve at twelve, I think I was like, okay, now nah, I want like I I want to be pro, like that would be sick. And uh, were you always six seven at three when you started? <laughs> out the womb, man, right out the womb, just six seven. Back in the day, they didn't make pants long enough for riders. It's still so. Hard oh, is it still hard? I was wondering Dude. that because E used to always have an issue with that, and he was not even anywhere what, near. What size seven. you running? 2X, and I could go bigger for sure. Really? Easy. You need custies. Mm-hmm. I also heard that you grew up, uh, you're kind of a bit of a problem as far as uh, athletics. Like you played, you just, wasn't just snowboarding. You've done a bunch of other shit, right? Yeah, so I started playing baseball. I, I mean, I started playing t-ball when I was two, but played baseball up until ninth grade, played lacrosse from like seventh grade through high school, almost went to school to play lacrosse, actually. That was a big decision to be like, okay, I want to move to Salt Lake and snowboard instead of go out east and play lacrosse. Um, I, great decision. I, I definitely won that one. But, um, yeah, I played football. 
Uh, also quit my freshman year just because our dude, I feel bad to say this, but our team was cheeks, man. We were so bad. And I was like, <laughs> cheeks. I never heard that. I like that. Yeah, like butt cheeks. Butt wow. cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> team was yeah. cheeks. I'm gonna take that. I one. like that one a lot. I don't know, and it, it was just a bummer too because we had so much talent in our grade that a lot of us ju- we just didn't play baseball too. There were a lot of other like really good athletes that just played played other sports. Played hockey for a year. That was super sick because I've skated my whole life. I uh, grew up really like a block away from an, like an awesome public park, Birchwood Park. Shout out Birchwood neighborhood. <laughs> I love seeing those outdoor rinks in Minnesota. Hockey's pretty big in dude, Minnesota, dude. huh? Oh yeah. It's, if you don't skate, like you're weird. That's, that's <laughs> Every, everyone in Minnesota knows <laughs> how to skate. So going back to snowboarding, you played all those regular sports. Now, how, when did it become? that switch when you're like, okay, this is, this is a hobby. I'm riding Highland with my friends after school to like, damn, I want to do this. I think it really hit me when I was like 12, 12, 13. Um, shit. What year would that have been? It would have been like 2008, 2009 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do math? No, that would have been like 2010, 2011. Um, and I, I think it was, mainly just like riding with my friends and filming videos. We would make these, you know, really basic like dad cam videos and just be so stoked. Uh, we'd watch like Dazog Productions, which is <laughs> an old, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out, uh, Brennan Wong. Uh, it's like uh, Tommy, Gesme, and Brady Lem's homie. I think they'd make some videos. And then obviously uh, Monday Minutes were a big thing. Um, so that, you know, making videos like that, I was just like, dude, all this stuff is so cool. Like, I don't know. Just seems so fun. I got to give a shout out to the edit. I remember seeing of you with Billy Bjork, 2014, 2015 park edit uh, of oh, you. True. And you're riding Solomon's and yeah. uh, 32 outerwear and just beating down the steel <laughs> at uh, at Highland. Now, how was is, how is that experience filming that, that park edit for the year? Oh, it was, uh, dude, filming with Billy was the best. Like, he he r- would always just come to me with the craziest trick ideas, and I'd have to be like, Billy, dude, like, I am not, like, Marcus Cleveland. I don't know why you think I can do a six out of this rail. Like, let me try to do a three. You know, mm-hmm. so I'd basically just, like, do half of what he, like, expect. He'd be like, yo, you should try this. And so then, and it ended up, and I've, I was stoked, you know, it ended up being pretty good. But we had some fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just a park edit. But it was, mm-hmm. we we grinded. What was the bit. track on that? Shit. Um, oh, I think it was You Mad. No. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yep. Is that it? Dun, well, there's dun, the... Dun, 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 dun. You Mad, huh? That song. Yeah, there's well, that who, one. Who's I, that by? <laughs> Vic Mensa. I'm yeah. not sure if that's the Minute to Kill It video, or, though, or if it's the... It's. I watched it, actually, the other uh, day. It's, it's got to be. 2014 yeah. to 2015. Yeah, it is, because well, it's got the... We'll throw that thing on the screen when we're talking about it, because there's yeah. some heaters in there. And speaking of Billy, I got a Patreon question from him. Sure. All right on. If you guys are down to get into that. So, uh, Billy Bjork, is that how you pronounce it? Bjork. Bjork. Yeah. Billy Bjork says, You've always been a rail guy who happens to also be better than most on jumps. If given the opportunity to film an entire season in POW, would you take it? Uh, no doubt, no questions asked. Um, it's a little more forgiving. Doesn't hurt as much to fall uh, in deep snow than in concrete. It's still super gnarly. I'm not going to act like it's not. You know, you got to obviously know it's good with avalanches and some terrain and everything. So that aspect makes it insane. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would love to. It'd be so fun. I love jumping. I think Highland also did that to me. I feel like everyone's always just like, okay, can you flip off this? Can you, can you under, oh, you can't cab on what, what's wrong with you, bro? Figure it out. Like, so I don't know. Jumping's fun. 
wanna, you got landing gear in the pow dude i guess i first hit my first pow jump this winter i'm super stoked yeah um seth took me out ah. got to go stay up at the igloo with the boys Awesome. Seth Seth Hewitt, yeah, huge shout out to the general, baby Hewitt, the man, baby Huey. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's actually getting quite known for taking people around Brighton and giving like them the their first, yeah, their the first powder Sherpa. experience, right? So that's you're in good hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was, he, he's like, oh yeah, it's like immediate to you know, or like inter- intermediate um, avalanche danger. I'm like, like shaking. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh wait, wait. I'm with Seth. Dude, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Like this man's literally saved lives. Like, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. what size board are you riding in the bow? I was riding my one seventy. One seventy. I know. I should have brought Stomp it to the booth. Up. Let you guys see. It's big, man. It's not small. It's That's five a big six. Board. Like, do you? Did, is that your board you ride in park too, or is that your? I yeah, I rode it in the streets a little bit too. So your daily driver is a one fucking seventy <laughs> snowboard. It's dude. It's a fire board. It's and it carves so well. I have so much fun on it. But um, I mean, if I'm really like, if I'm in this, if I'm really thinking like rail riding, I'll be riding a blossom, one sixty two blossom, sixty two. Yeah. So your jib board's a one sixty two. Yeah, not wide too. Damn. Wow. How's that toe D on that thing? Dude, I don't know what it is, but honestly, like, I I, I ride Malavitas, and so the, the, that binding on the toe and the heel kind of, like, lifts your foot off the edge. It's weird. It almost, like, has, like, concave, mm-hmm. but it just really stops me from having as much toe and heel drag. And the boots are, they're just, like, such a slim profile that, like, it makes my foot way smaller in the boots. What size foot? 13. Dude. Stompers. Yeah. yeah. No snowshoe required. You just fucking walk <laughs> right through that You don't need snowshoes. <laughs> you don't Bare need water foot. skis in the, in the summer. I mean, yeah, a lot of advantages oh, with that it's huge kinda, It's uh, Yes, but then also you can't wakeboard. I, I can't ever go on my friend's, you know, spot and hit a wakeboard sesh because my feet don't fit in their binding. Big old clompers. Yeah, you just you go barefoot yeah. skiing and you're set, dude. There's big enough. Yeah, well, and then we can start skis. talking about how I fit in planes, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. then, wow. then I'll just get angry. Yeah, that's a that's a problem, huh? <laughs> 74D and your knees are just hitting your chin and back there. <laughs> well, and I'm always, I sleep on like every flight. I'm always falling asleep. So uh, immediately, you know, like right away, just back. But as soon as I start dream, like falling asleep, I dream like crazy, and so I'll just be like doing some snowboarding, and I'm like, you know, usually if I'm flying, I'm going to snowboard or do something, so I'm like thinking about snowboarding, and I'll just have a snowboarding dream. I'll be like, okay, oh, and like front of ten, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh my, I'll wake up and just smack the person next to me or like kick the seat, and I'm just like, okay. Time to apologize to whoever's <laughs> day I just ruined. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny. It happens like every other thing. That's cool. Do you sleepwalk and stuff too? Or no. You just shred, shred no. sleep and fail around. Dude, I have gnarly dreams. I remember a lot of them too. Lucid cool. dreamer. Lucid dreamer. I like that. I actually have lucid dropped a handful of times. It's kind of fun. Uh, if you ever share an Airbnb with buds, it's a lot like the scene in Step Brothers when they put the <laughs> pillow in the, in the, in the oven. oven. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically his D. True story. You gotta set up night cams, some yeah, infrared yeah. next. You know what I mean? You might be ping ponging around the room trying to make coffee at like seven in the morning, chugging milk and grapes, forty ounce latte, falling down the stairs, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, you know, I gotta ask. So you know, Midwest guy, you, you a big Packers fan or? Dude, don't get me started. You're not. Are you not a Packers? Hell no. Oh, what's your team? Dude, I'm the I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Man. Oh, you're a Vikings fan. Okay. I thought I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I'm proud. And it, I know it sucks. I get it. Uh, of course. Okay. Well, I got some hot, I got some hot, uh, questions for you. Cause, uh, in regards to 
Vikings. Uh, who would you say the Randy Moss of snowboarding is? Oh. Okay, I thought you were going to – the new Randy Moss of the Vikings. I was like, okay, well, Justin Jefferson, of course, obviously. But um, let's see. Who is the Jay Jettis? Hmm. I guess that question is almost like who is the best with the most drip? Damn, I got to think about that. Thank you for clarifying that for the non-football mm-hmm. followers. Oh, yeah. Because I had no idea. Randy <laughs> Moss, a lot of uh, a lot great of wide receiver, uh, run, ran incredible routes. He also, like, you get fined and – They'd ask him how he's going to pay for his fine. Pay? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> That's what he would say. Yes, oh, yeah. exactly. He did a fake moon. He fake mooned the crowd after uh, touchdown. Fake moon. Yep. That was <laughs> <laughs> It was great. So, yeah, who's the, who's Moss? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Also likes fishing a lot, too. That could be a factor. Big fisherman. Kind of questionable response, but I almost got to say, I got to say Blake Lamb because he's wow. that dude he can do anything hits the gnarliest shit and is like head to toe probably wearing like four thousand dollars worth of clothes at a time that's See, awesome. that, I'll, I'll tell you Respect. what if i was like if i was blake lamb i would be like on my resume randy moss of snowboarding in quotes <laughs> rob rothler <laughs> as you apply to your next job so sick <laughs> all right this is a bit of a sh- this is a um who's the kirk cousins of snowboarding <laughs> And you gotta fill me in on oh, uh, most over overpaid under delivery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's shit. a heavy one. Oh man, because they're out there. You huh? could always, you yeah. could always uh, Ooh, maybe. Never mind. No, I'm not Louis vetoing this one. I'll give you an answer. <laughs> right? Would you agree with that, Kirk Cousins? I mean, you could maybe you have a different view of Kirk Cousins, but I'm gonna say Zach Hale before his video part and visitors because that shit was gas. And it reminded me that he he's got it, but I, but before that I was like, bro, I don't know, man. That's a respectable That's answer. A very respectable I like that. answer. Yeah, hailstorm. Sorry, hail. Love you. But. Yeah, but you also back him. I like it. All right, I got a couple other hypotheticals here. So coming at you with this, would you rather be a pro snowboarder or a nose guard for the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> pro snowboarder. Wow. Pro, okay. the dude. And are you? I'd rather be the, a snowboarder than the. Freaking quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Damn, see, I, I think you're making a mistake yeah, that's there because there's, there's some money. There's some money you're leaving on the I table there. No, Vikings. Oh, okay. uh, no, that's, I can't go. Okay. All this sport uh, talk, can you dunk? Mm-hmm. You can. Mm-hmm. Got a couple other hypotheticals. Okay, how much money would it take to get a Go Pack Go tattoo on your arm? I would die before that happened. So there's no, Straight no, up. no price tag. Dude, go fund me. We start one. It's up to one million dollars. Come on, go pack go. One million. A Honestly, million. I would rather have the clout for in Minnesota for turning it down. You'd be like front page wow. of the newspapers. Literally, <laughs> no, like respect, like no, I get some love. One million. All right, so these, Dude. so this, he's a million. Go pack go on my body, bro. <laughs> I have to look at that for the rest of my life. A million, dude. <laughs> go pack okay, go. Dude, like that or my, what is my sanity worth a million dollars? Dude, once like, that million yes. spent, too, yeah. you still have the tattoo, you're just going to be like, yeah, really? Oh, yeah. I'm not good with money either, bro. Like, I'll blow that real quick. <laughs> All right. Dope. Well, I got one last question, and I think I know the answer. Uh, how much to tailgate with Packers fans for the rest of your life? <laughs> just for life. <laughs> like, you have to uh, tailgate with the Packers fans. 
So see, this is where it gets kind of diabolical because now I could get under their skin and just wear all Viking stuff and really make mm. them mad. Oh wow! But if that would take probably at least a billion dollars, a billion. That's kind of like fuck a you billion. money. So like, then you can just you know be. I could have like you know ten thousand dollars on mm -hmm. me and just be like, yeah, like, you guys are kind of peasants. Like I could buy your team. Mm -hmm. It's kind of kind of whack. Yeah. I don't know, but but a billion, I think a, a, billion. a solid Damn, beat. this homie's got a, yeah. a price tag. Setting I like his it. aim high on these. Damn, I would have. <laughs> I'll tell you that mine would have been a lot lower in every one of these categories. Way uh, lower. I think you're making a mistake with the nose guard thing, too, because that's a couple million dollars a year. All right, um, next, next uh, question. We have a guest question from none other than Benny Milam. Here we go. Yo, what up, Bombhole and Bobby Bothler? <laughs> It's Benny here, and Bob, I just want to know, what made you decide to go to Westminster and snowboard when you could have went to school to play sports? Because you're built like a damn D1 athlete, and I know you were a powerhouse when it came to lacrosse, so why snowboarding? I just want to know. Thanks for having me, guys. Love you, Bob. All right. Love you, Benny. Thanks for the question. My boy. Dude. I think the biggest thing for me was like the loss of individualism in sports and the fact that no matter how, you know, much you could, you know, work on yourself and like try to push your team, push yourself. Like at the end of the day, it's kind of like not in your hands. And I loved how snowboarding was like, I get to control how hard I work, you know, how many times I want to try something. If I get beat badly, I can just still like, do I have it in me to pick myself up? Like that's all on you. And you can just keep going if you want to keep going. And it's also just more fun. Like, I don't have to have someone yelling at me. And practice isn't doing drills that just, you know, piss me off. Like, snowboarding is just snowboarding, no matter how you look at it. And so if you're on a rail having fun, like, even if, you know, you're slamming on some gnarly trick you're trying and want to learn, you're still having fun. That's a good point. I think there's also a lot of good things that come from conventional sports. Do you think that any of the self-discipline coming from conventional sports uh, and structure helped the way you applied it to snowboarding? Or did you apply it to snowboarding? Absolutely. Yeah, it helped a ton. Just being able to, like, uh, you know, kind of have a short memory. And, uh, you know, in lacrosse, being a drill killer is the worst. You know, like every time you get into the drill, you drop the ball or, like, you know, it's like a five-person drill or like it's just everyone's waiting on, you know. So it's like you got to – it's helpful. It's helpful to realize like, okay, you made a mistake. Like just pick your head up, figure it out, work on it next time, figure out what you need to do differently and just, you know, react and do it the best you can. And that's all you can do. But then it's also, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's, I mean, it, there's so much more with sports that you can take away from it other than just, you know, practice and stuff like that. But, but you, go ahead. Buzz. Does he call you Bobby all the time? Ben, dude, Benny's it's like, uh, yeah, he calls me Bob Bothler. I, I was wondering what he was going to say. I was like, he's going to have something for me. But Bob Bothler, Bob is the usual. The usual. What's up, Bob? <laughs> I noticed Love in it. your old edits you went by Robbie Rothler. Yeah, all through high school I went through Robbie, and then I went to college, and I was like, I'm a man now. You became to a go man. By Rob. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. I was like, they'll take me seriously more if, I, if I'm a Rob. <laughs> I like that. I like Bobby. I, I like, like Bobby too. Bobby's cool. Yeah, I, like I like Bobby. Bobby. I had a good friend and growing up named Bobby Hansen. Also, B Bobby Real on Spotify makes some music. Just check it out. St. Louis Park local. A lot of St. Louis Park homies do. Dono Gerard too. Can't stop the, or can't say that without dropping Dono. 
Uh, and Malik Augustus, another one. Throw him some air horns. Some very good friends of mine. Now, Bobby, which is what I'm going to call you for the rest yeah, of the like interview. I like Bobby. Uh, so he mentioned that you went to college, too. Are you are you pro-college? <laughs> I am. Uh, I... Uh, that's a good question. You graduated. I think I had a very unique circumstance. Whereas, like with snowboarding, if I would have taken a year off or some, you know, focused all my efforts towards that, maybe I wouldn't have, um, you know, maybe I would have saved myself some time. But at the same time, I'm very happy with how things turned out for me, and so I'm pro college, at least for me. And it's not for everybody, but I think it's worth consideration every time. Um, and doing it the cheapest way is worth it. I get like, holy shit. <laughs> Let me please emphasize that. But um, it worked out. I think it worked out really well. And to have like a marketing degree after all of it, I was on the snowboard team the whole time too. So I went to school. Where'd you go? Uh, Westminster College. But And you uh, had residency here in Salt Lake, so it helped the price? No. no? Yeah, residency. But it's a well-priced So it's a pri- Westminster's a private school. So they, didn't, they don't do shit for uh, okay. um residency which is a bummer i heard you're a big part of the westminster snowboard team yeah that it was, what was your role there i well i was just a rider so but i would compete in every discipline so i'd be doing giant slalom slalom border cross uh rail jam and slopes down you're doing slalom and giant slalom oh yeah i was on a donic dude posi posi ripping wow, i loved it it was bashing. so fun was brolin on the team too no, he wasn't. Oh, he I was wasn't. always, okay. dude, I met Brolin my freshman year when I was on campus, like, right away. And I was like, holy shit, another black snowboarder? Like, no way. In- instant <laughs> and, and buds. I was like, we're going to be on the team. Like, this is going to be <laughs> sick. And you just like, I remember he was with some cute girl. I was just like, this dude, like, come on. I like this guy right away. Um, but, he, you know, we just shot the shit a little bit. And I was, like, super stoked. But he wasn't on the team. Um, you, you know, he's pursuing a, <laughs> a degree in medicine, yeah. so I don't blame him. I don't think he had the time, but that's cool. So yeah. you got a marketing degree. Uh, do you think that's helped you with like, this is a kind of shitty question, but with, with what we do as snowboarders and maybe marketing yourself as a brand, especially with social media shit, like it's, it just helps because you understand uh, your role, especially as a snowboarder to a brand as like a marketing agent. And you understand kind of how, you know, you can position yourself on social media in a way and like that's why you know i figured out that tiktok stuff and that worked out but it, it, it's helpful yeah a lot of young snowboarders don't realize you're a brand and you have to market yourself right and like so it's worth it to do some research like keep track of some stuff like try to you know narrow down what you're doing wrong what's gonna work i mean and obviously some people are like okay who that it's so like corny to care but it's like i don't really like i care about making a career and what like i want to do this forever like Sorry if I got to, you know, find a way to, you know, make mine. So. And no, TikTok went off for you? Yeah, it was nuts. I uh, did that, like, middle finger backflip video. Supposed to be a total joke. It was just, like, on the rope. I'm like, oh, this would be kind of funny. Like, might send this to some homies. And, like, posted the photo of it on my story. And people responded to it like crazy. Like, oh, yo, like, I got to see the video. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll post it on TikTok. Post it on TikTok. It gets, like, 8 million views. I'm like, oh, my God. And I, over the course of a week, I, every day, I was getting 10,000 followers a day. Wow. Like, Did you do the photo on Instagram? Yeah, and I posted the story on Instagram, posted the video to TikTok. It blew up. And I was just like, okay, well, then I posted it back on Instagram. It did pretty well on Instagram. But then I did another one because I was like, well, I might, like, I don't know. I might as well just, like, see if I can think of something else. And then I did, like, the, like, sunglasses wink and that – Sean Sean White reposted it, and it was his most popular video. Wow, 
Kids Thoughts. gone viral. Gone viral. Now, and on yeah. TikTok is kind of the new flavor with the youth too. So dude, I just getting ahead of that, right? There was just a huge opportunity. Like, and not many snowboarders. Dude, the, and when I started, there were no no pros on on uh, TikTok. So it was just like, well, I mean, there were a few, there yeah. were a handful. And like Ryan Wack, Walkendorfer, Walkendorfer yep. Wack, um, he he's killing it, dude. Like half a million on TikTok, bro. Like, come That's on, good That's numbers, respect, yeah. But, um, yeah. And I mean, it's just not everyone's cup of tea. Like if you don't like to consume that content, then whatever. But if there's an audience for it and it's it, dude, if anything, if it invites more different people to snowboarding, I'm super stoked on it. Yeah. If he's reaching half a million, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's right a there. platform. Yeah. It seems like a younger, younger crowd too, but do you think it's a necessary evil? Yeah, for sure. I mean, all it, social media is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, if you have an Instagram, like, what's the difference? And totally. I feel like people care less on Instagram, or on, on TikTok. Like, on Instagram, it's kind of like, you really got to be like, okay, like, don't post some whack. Like, I don't know, you, like, at least from some of my friends' perspective, it's like, you got to make sure you're keeping it pretty precise. You got to come correct on the gram. But, like, well, I'll tell you what, honestly, like, I'm, I feel like a fucking dinosaur when it comes to all this stuff. Dude, and, like, I don't even look at TikTok, and that, that's why I'm just curious about it. I don't really know. i uh, embarrassed a little bit, but I don't know much about it. So, yeah, that's cool. But it seems like 8 million. That's like uh, it's a that's hitting some substantial people right amount of eyeballs. Yeah, well, that's a lot of eyeballs on And then you. that second one that Sean po- reposted got 15. 15. On his profile. On his profile. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Bub's Naturals. Now, what is Bub's Naturals? So they're a company that makes all kinds of products, but the one that I like the best is their collagen protein powder. Now, I like to take this, mix it in a smoothie. I take two scoops, throw it in a smoothie with some blueberries, banana, almond butter, some chia seeds, uh, some, some uh, oat milk. Mix it all up. You got yourself a great smoothie. And the thing that's great about it, with two scoops of collagen in there, you get 20 grams of protein. And as you get older, your body kind of loses its ability to synthesize this protein. So you got to get it in the system if you want to keep snowboarding when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. If you want to be 110 and still be able to make twist or just turn down the hill for that matter, you got to take care of your body. So that's what's cool about Bub's. Uh, it's a company that comes from the world of snowboarding. So, you know, snowboarders for snowboarders here. And you're supporting a great brand. 10% of all of their profits go to charity. So if you want to take care of your body, head on over to bubsnaturals.com. Use promo code BOMBHOLE for 20% off. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code BOMBHOLE for 20% off. I usually go through about two of these jugs a month. If you're getting a lot down the gullet. So, again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code BOMBHOLE. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Granite Towers Equity Group. It's Dan Breezy's company. He was episode 71 of the BOMBHOLE. He's a friend of the show. And if you're looking to invest some money, he's got a great company for you. So here's a couple words from Dan. What's up, everybody? Dan Breezy here with Granite Towers Equity Group, here to talk to you a little bit about investing. During my snowboarding career, I made some pretty stupid investments and put a lot of my money in IRAs and life insurance policies, and I soon realized these investments were not going to move the needle. 
So in 2017, we founded Granite Towers Equity Group where we buy multifamily apartments. We come in and add value to every deal we buy by upgrading the property's interior and exterior, and you can invest right alongside us. You don't have to go out and learn it all and manage your deals and become a professional investor. We've raised just under $100 million in equity and have 2,100 units under management in the Dallas, Texas, and Nashville, Tennessee market. And we invest in every deal we buy. Every single deal will have skin in the game. So direct message me today on Instagram to learn more. My Instagram name is at Dan Breezy. That's at D-A-N-B-R-I-S-S-E. Or send me an email, dan at granitetowersequitygroup.com. Thanks. Okay, so earlier you mentioned uh, you met Brolin at uh, when you got went to college, and you guys are there's not too many black snowboarders, and it's a, kind of a mainly white sport for the most part. And do you feel like uh, it's starting to change though? Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like it's starting to change, and is there still racism? And have you experienced that within snowboarding? Um, I mean, to the extent that many others have, I haven't actually really had to deal with too much. Um, at Highland, like Highland's doggy dog, like for sure. So it, it can be pretty gnarly, just as is. Um, definitely had some slurs tossed at me here and there. I mean, it happens, you know, and you get looks, you know, it's good, but it's, I haven't experienced it as bad. And at least I, maybe it's, maybe I'm brushing stuff off that I don't notice or I'm good at just turning the blinders on, but which I try to do for sure, because it's just like, I don't want to let that shit get in my way. It's just annoying. Um, but I do think that it's starting to change a little bit. Like I'll see so many more black people at resorts in Minnesota, just at, you know, like this dude, Devin Deshaun, bro, he's busting like switchback fours onto rails at wild. Bro. I'm an air horn. I like, I was seeing this shit. I'm like <laughs> dog, <laughs> like how old he's like 17, 18. Really? I'm like, okay. Put some respect on that shit. I was stoked. That's but, cool. Um, yeah, it, it's cool. I mean, it's getting a lot better and I, I mean, it, it's just it's a slow process for sure and i mean it's not like a lot's going to change right away but it's I, I think it's trending in a good direction that's cool i think about the fact that you post a video with 8 million or 15 million or whatever and and that's could be a huge audience of people that are like damn he snowboards cool like i'm gonna get into snowboarding yeah at the end of the day, I was like, dude, if these people have never even seen a black person on a snowboard and they're like, oh, yeah, black people don't snowboard. And so they never think to even, you know, oh, yeah, I wouldn't like they don't even think about going on, a, you know, going to a mountain, going snowboarding. It's like maybe that changes it for them. And they're like, oh, my God, this is cool. Like, I should try that. Do you ever get people That's reach out to you and say that? Yeah. That's inspired them to oh, try wow. it out? I've had a very like probably 20 people so far. Awesome. And I'm just like that is what like. It, that shit gets me. That's kind of like the shit I live for. It's dope. That's priceless. Yeah, that's you're making a difference. That's yeah. That's not a not a better thing. Makes you feel. I mean, it makes you feel better than anything, right? Yeah. And also to anyone, if you have reached out and I haven't gotten back, I apologize. Like I love you. Thank you for the love. Oh my god, I'm so stoked you snowboard. Like, <laughs> like that's all that matters. Like I don't know. And people will be like, oh, like I don't know if you'd want to snowboard with me. Like I'm not that good. I'm like I don't care. Like we're snowboarding. Like let's. That's the point. So I don't know. You know, it was just uh, dope to kind of change gears a little bit, but uh, talking about your love for snowboarding, we went to last call and we were hanging. It was a good time. And dude, it was icy as hell. Like we're talking brick. Like you could almost hockey skate on the takeoffs <laughs> of the jump. And you fucking, you won the rail jam, right? 
I don't really know how those awards work. Whatever out, it was, it you was fucking destroyed like the rails. I know that you, in my opinion, I'm not a judge, but I thought you won the rail section. You killed oh, the rail you. section. Uh, but that was, was that the Midwest roots coming out? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm used to the ice rink, so like it's not too different from what I'm used to, but it's it was gnarly, dude. And it, I felt so bad for the builders. They made, They put so much work into making it the most perfect course, but the weather changed and it just destroyed the proportions and like every, I mean everything was built still really well but since it was so cold everything was way faster and so like you didn't have time to like land and set up in between stuff and yeah but it was it still went really well yeah I had mucho respect for you uh chucking on the on the brick out there that was yeah, some awesome. people were backing down right because it was so gnarly dude 100 I mean I was just like yep I'm gonna yep, be a spectator I hit the jumps and then <laughs> The became QP, a spec- The QP was literally hockey rink vibes. It was dude, that's like crazy. Literally cut out of a block of ice. Like, it was scary. That's classic East Coast, though. So, Yeah, that's what everyone is saying. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, welcome to Loon. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. all right, we're going to do a Patreon question. Chris, you want to talk about Patreon for sure. a second? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you to all of our Patreon members. You guys are a uh, huge support to what we do. It's cool because, you know, we're supported by our sponsors who are awesome and we're very thankful for them and we're supported by our Patreon. So, you know, it's nice. We're, we're a podcast funded by the people. It feels like at times. So just want to say thanks to everybody that supports us. Yes. Thank you very much. And if you sign up, you get to ask a question here, just like Josh Fisher. And he asked, would be awesome to hear from Rob, what it's like getting on Burton and working with Alex Andrews through the process. I know Alex called you in the van with the Dustbox crew all listening on speakerphone. And uh, can you talk about that? Right on. Oh first, my God. first of all, you had the whole crew on while you're negotiating. So, on. That's no, awesome. The, that you guys was, talking numbers <laughs> yeah. or what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Dustbox knows every dollar. No. You do everything together, these guys. <laughs> so uh, thanks for the question, Josh. Love you. Um, but so that actually went down a little differently. That call was... More so, I think, about Alex talking about if, you know, those guys would still rock with me if I went to Burton. Because he had already talked to me, and I and actually that conversation was crazy because that's almost a whole other story, honestly. To get into it, it's, it's a second, but kind of worth it. That, that night, it was the night before I got the call. It was my sister's birthday. I, I, uh, I'd flown in to go see her, and we go up to, you know, Northfield, Minnesota, Maybe it's down. I don't even remember if it's north. Whatever. We we go to get dinner, and we're just talking. Had a nice night. We're on our way home. My parents are like, yo, you've done, like, everything you put your mind to. Like, you're killing it. Like, you must be so happy. I'm like, yeah, Mom. Like, I'm doing good. Like, thanks, Dad. But, like, I'm not – I have not – do I have a contract? Like, I wanted to be a pro snowboarder. That's what I've been doing. Like, that's the goal. I haven't done it. And so I was just like, honestly, like, I just feel like I should probably give it up. Like, it's not working out. I have – you know, a degree, I can have a plan B. That's what that was for. Um, and then literally the next day, Alex called me and I like on, at home at my mom's crib, you know, on speaker, just like crying, dude, like full, like I was losing it. So that's kind of how that went down. Um, but that conversation that they had with, with the box or uh, that Alex had with the box is more just like, would you guys still be cool? Like, which is and so why dope. They? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's you never know. Like, there's a lot of shade thrown on Burton over the years. And, like, I feel like a lot of it, too, was addressed during the Deer Rider movie, which I thought was really cool. 
they really just faced that head on we're like they just nipped it in the butt so and i feel like if these are your buddies though they'd be so stoked for you right opposed they, to like whoa man and so they them. were you can't get in the van right and it's like here we are you know they were so so supportive and so stoked and you know it's only it's just good for everyone like it I don't know. We yeah, were, it brings we really everyone stoked. up on a platform, I think. Right, right? Yeah. 100%. And I think naturally, like, snowboarders, particularly younger snowboarders, too. I mean, snowboarders are they're fucking haters. We're haters. Yeah. We're, you right. know? It's and easy. so it's like one little thing's off. And, and, but going back to what you said earlier, I think that's really special. You said, you know, basically you were getting ready to, like. Ready to quit. You know, yeah, exactly. Dude, Throwing like, the towel. Throwing we the we towel. hung up the phone, I, like, full sobbed. Like the gnarliest cry I've ever let out. Yeah, all crazy. everything, all that work you put in, so much emotion. all came to a head right there, and you're ready to give it all up. It's almost like you manifested it. Yeah, but also huge, huge props to PD and Zach Nigro for uh, picking me up too. That was a, they were a very, very large part um, in making that happen. What so. Was this two seasons ago? Yes. Yeah. So that well, right. So it was kind of weird. So I start in I started in February of this. Last February. Last February. So this is my second. I just started my second year. Cool. But, um, yeah, I was kind of, like, in the middle of the season, too. I'd, like, toss, like, five clips, too. I was kind of bummed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the way it goes. You're riding oh, ride. Oh, because you weren't he on was on the, ride before that. Gotcha. You, knew, you couldn't. They want you on Albert and stuff, this is, obviously. This is uh, kind of way out of uh, storyline, but who was your first sponsor, and how did that happen? Um, oh, this is, okay, big shout-out, East Coast Lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's which is hilarious dude i got so much shit for being on east coast lifestyle as a midwest snowboarder <laughs> bro people I don't are like know what east coast lifestyle is what the fuck is east coast lifestyle <laughs> like, why do you i'm like dude they send me hoodies bro yeah <laughs> like, i'm like, sponsored i'm like i'm sponsored bro <laughs> like i'm like 14 you know th- i'm like first freshman year in high school so stoked mm-hmm. they're sending me hoodies but then you know six months down the road eight months down the road, like yo you want to come to canada i'm like yeah, like hell yeah! They flew me to Banff. We stayed in Banff for Banff like a week. Sick, bro. Too, uh. Went to Sunshine Village and Lake Louise. Like, it's like okay, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm down with these guys and the, and the owner, this the founder of the company. His name's Alex uh, McLean, and he went to uh, like Acadia or something in Nova Scotia, and it was his. It was like an incentive to sell like 40 hoodies or something for a business class. It turns it into a multi million dollar company. So it's just like to to see that growth, and I'm just like, dude, like this is sick. Like this dude's cool, and he just like believes in me, and he's the only one who's ever fucking like, reached out to me and been like, yo, like I want to send you some stuff. Like you're killing it. Like I believe in you, and I was like, hell yeah, super down. Thanks, bro. Rocking East Coast lifestyle, Midwest. I don't care about the questions I got to answer. Well, the Midwesters <laughs> homies probably weren't fronting on you when you're on a trip to Banff, too. That's right. Well, it's like it. when they see it, it's like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, it's a pretty sick opportunity. Like, and half these homies, they might be flow for a ride or something. A lot of people were flow for a ride in Minnesota growing up at like Highland. Oops. Um, but you know, they're not going on trips. Like, yeah. They're getting some gear. Great. I'm not getting snowboards or anything, but like, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I mean, as an 18 year old too, I, I think, okay. So it must've been, I was like 17. So 2014, I think was when we started working 2013, 2014. And then 2015, I was a senior in high school. I was 18. Got to go to Lake Louise um, in Alberta, Canada as, as an 18 year old getting to go to the bars and clubs. Like the dancing oh, Sasquatch right. was lit. You know? <laughs> dancing Sasquatch. Uh, Shout Sasquatch out to the real Sasquatch. <laughs> Dude, they, it was so messed up. They had these drinks there called Time Machines. They give them to you in like a stein. It's like this tall. 
and it's a chaos monster and four shots of vodka and it's it's not wow that's gonna cause for me like that's gonna be guaranteed uh, destruction of property. Yeah, like for no reason. For no reason. It's like I don't know unsolicited. How, how are they legally allowed to sell those? Yeah. Dude, Canada, man, in those mountain towns, that's like a heavy party town too. Yeah. Like R.I.P. the cool sheetrock in the wall. Yeah. Like something's getting broken. Dude. Yeah, and I, I have like a video too. You're sitting outside the place and just like the walls are just like shaking because it's so loud. It's just going off yeah who was your first board sponsor so i was just about to get okay. to that that's that was in 2017 uh shout out tanner mccarty and reed and al uh reed smith and al grogan in the demo shop talked to tanner for me and they, he started hooking me up with some boards and they were so stoked and i it was just a like that was the best and right at that point i was like super and i was and then right then i think just after that went to super park um, I think I broke my last ride board that I had to had to borrow my homies never summer, dude. Oh wow! Yeah, sorry, but dude, no, <laughs> I was so bummed. Like, was this so in uh, Washington? Um, this was the one. The last was, Super Park. Maybe? It was Super No Super Park Twenty One. So where they had all like the Ace of Spades. It was the one where the homie on I think the Japanese team went. Bachelor oh, missed. The, that was in uh, hip mammoth 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 yeah, oh, yeah mammoth yeah. Dude, everyone, which I was watching on the hill, and everyone was just like, "That was that wild. was scary." We all thought we saw someone die, and he was fine. Which was, yeah, and he's like, "What? Oh, like sprained ankle?" Yes. Like, How? <laughs> literally, everyone thought someone was going to be taken away in a body bag, and he literally jumping off of a five-story yeah. building, being like, oh, "I'm good. I'm just okay." He's just so session. light; he just feathered his way down. I guess. Yeah, legendary hip session. But though. you were there riding in Never Summer. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I'm sure they weren't too stoked on that, but I just didn't have a board. It was, yeah, that's the way it goes. I think but. it's cool though too. It's like now you are, you know, you're on Burton, you're on Oakley, you got these cool sponsors, and I don't know who else, but uh, it's always important to remember the per- first person mm-hmm. that was like, "Hey, you want to rock East Coast lifestyle, even though you fucking like the Vikings and live in Minnesota." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, I should have been a Pats fan, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you would have definitely more uh, Super Bowl rings. So was, was Reed uh, bummed that you got away from Ride, or he realized this was a great opportunity? Dude, I was bummed, man. And yeah. Jim was so cool too. Like everyone on Ride is so sick. But you like, didn't have like to that think I would have been with like with Shuby, Jill, like Reed. Yeah. Like oh man, dude, like that hurt. I was super, super like super torn. Just didn't know. They didn't try know. to do any like counter offering or oh there was oh they did yeah oh we had a little the bidding, bidding war. war. That's I the love that. yeah that's. What every writer needs. I was an emotional wreck for like two months. Yeah, trying to decide. And, and I don't have an agent. You know, I'm talking to Jim. I'm talking to Pat. I'm talking to Zach. And I'm just like, dude, I love all of you guys. And like these dudes are like, I, like there's a loyalty aspect, but then there's opportunity aspect. And I'm just like, where? Like, what do I do? You know, it so is hard. Did numbers good, get that's a good? That's a good problem because to have. of the war. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. that's that's what bidding wars are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were mentioning that. You know, I always time. recommend to young riders, even if a bidding war doesn't exist, just create a bidding war, and it'll uh, if it works yeah, out, I you wonder, end up like, getting more pay. What if you just more. be like, oh yeah, well, I mean, like Nitro said, forty k, dude. Like I don't know, <laughs> just random. <laughs> They're like, yep, go with that. You're like, wait, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> they actually did not say forty k. You know, I had just that wrong. Like, it was four k. Oh my bad! Like. That ship sailed. Sorry, that ship sailed is what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's actually been instances where that's happened with big contracts, which we 
can't talk about. Oh, it. that has happened. That has really? Happened. Uh, yeah, at least like, but it didn't. The work counter, out. and then the they they're like, we're gonna go with the counter, and then the counter falls through, and then the original deal falls through, and then somebody's left with, with their dick in their hand, for lack of a better term. And then they're just not sponsored, and like, why didn't I jump on that first yeah. offer when I could have? Well, it's also like, yeah, because you got to like, remember, if they have that budget, they could be courting a couple riders, and mm-hmm. if that other rider takes the budge, then you're out of luck if you're if you wait too long. Yeah. But it's also like if you're trying to take advantage of your company, you're like, dude, you're blowing it already. So it's yeah, like, you have bad intentions, maybe. Well, and w- something someone said is like, you get paid for what you've done, not for what you're about to do as well. So that I was like, oh, I'm stoked on that. You know, it's like it's good. It, I think it feels good to earn what you're making a lot more. So hundred percent. But some of these guys too are putting out money in hopes that you've done something great. But what are you going to achieve next? You know, they're right? Kind of gambling on your future as well. Yeah. But they know you've started with a good foundation of what you've done. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. It's hard to take you serious with that beard, buds. <laughs> I do. Seriously. <laughs> he's all like giving like, I'm like, like sincerely, <laughs> th- thank you. I'll just, I'll just keep being a jackass <laughs> yeah. and I won't say anything serious. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and talk about liquid debt. I am going to crack and smack one of Woo, these buds. He's cracking and smacking, buds. Smack. If, if you guys haven't been noticing, I've been absolutely deleting liquid deaths this entire episode. Uh, looks like we're crushing beers. It's actually water. But. Yeah, you see these uh, in the stores. It looks like beer, and uh, it's really water from the Alps. What do you got? The berry flavor, right? This there? is the berry, and the thing that I love is that our neighbors uh, around the office park where we record these podcasts think we're all raging alcoholics because it looks like we're drinking at eight thirty in the morning, standing in the parking lot in a circle, just drinking tall boys. Exactly. Yeah, so, I like the lime flavor personally. Oh, you're a lime guy. Yeah, huh? I like the lime. Yeah, the flavors are new. This one's called Buried Alive. Uh, one thing about Liquid Death is they also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution, the war on plastic. Yeah, they're saying plastic's not recyclable anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's well, the word. They, uh, the uh, UK, they call this aluminium. So uh, these are <laughs> aluminium cans. Uh, one thing you guys need to know is head on over to liquiddeath.com slash bombhole, all capitals. Again, liquiddeath.com slash bombhole. And uh, basically, you get free shipping on all water and merch. And also you can head on over to Whole Foods, 7-Eleven, Target, Alberson, Safeway, or Amazon to pick up. And I don't know what artists they're using, but their merch is fuego. It is absolutely good, good looking stuff. Good looking merch. Buds rocks the merch I on a regular the basis. Merch. We have about seven thousand cans of it in the back room. Yeah, as well. we do. <laughs> you guys and we will finish that, I'm sure, <laughs> this summer. I imagine. I'll take some off your hands, man. Yeah, we grab, grab a case. LD. We got you with the case. All right. Uh, Buds is good at catching cases, so uh, I was drinking that. <laughs> that <laughs> I was drinking that berry flavored, and my beard turned exactly. all crazy. So I don't know. That's why yeah. I stick to the lime now. 100%. Well, one thing that's exciting is we're bringing back the Liquid Death uh, spinning wheel of Ooh. death. Death, death, death. So uh, yes. what you're going to have to do is spin this thing. I'm glad to have the wheel oh, back. shit. Oh, no, Isn't it backwards? Yeah, face it towards the camera. <laughs> I was like, I'm not supposed to see this. Yeah, you're not. Scary. Yeah, so, yeah hold the base. Don't worry. I, could, I can't good. read fast enough anyway, so I didn't see anything. All right. Where are we going? Oh, you, you kind of won on this one, Chris. Foot race, foot race with foot race, foot race. Oh. Foot race. It's a foot race, and Chris gets a ten foot advantage. <laughs> there was all a right, there was right. a five foot, a two foot, and no advantage. But Chris so we're gets, doing like forty yard dash. We got a basic loose yeah. forty yard dash mark out, and Chris gets ten feet how, on you. How are you feeling about this? I'm gonna I'm lace them up tight. We're gonna bring out the measuring tape and uh, measure ten feet, and you guys are gonna race. 
Before well, we do this, should we whack a quick sniffer? We Absolutely. could bring that out before you race. Well, let's do it in the booth because I kind of need a pre-pre. Pre-pre. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, here, you hit this one, and then I'll hit this one and send it to Buzz. All right. You do is let's you get hyped. Squeeze it. Like right sniff in the middle? It. Yeah, yeah. Squeeze it right in the middle. Give it a sniff. You've heard of scratch and sniff? This is squeeze and sniff. This is squeeze and sniff. <laughs> oh, that was strong. Ooh. Woo. Woo. Wow. Went for seconds. Wow. Damn! All right, I'm hyped. I okay. am hyped to Let's watch you race. guys race. Let's do this. Oh, okay. You do All right, that was a good uh, foot race. Yes. Uh, Bud still can't take you seriously with that beard on. <laughs> uh, he used the, to it. For the people that were listening, what happened, Bud? Uh, you got a 10-foot head start. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you just barely beat him. Yeah, we had another 10 feet on that. I was It was a wrap, but yeah. I got the win. I'll tell you what, I, I, I needed beat. I needed that. You need, you look good I out there. That. I, you, I need that bad. You That's, beat him fair and square. I've been losing lately, and uh, it just feels good. So. It feels good to get a win. Gave me an L. Yep. Kid's got an L. He's going to start boot. He's going to be hitting the pub beer tough now. Tough. He's gonna be, yeah, I just got him a couple cold <laughs> ones. And 20 minutes down the road, I'm going to be wasted. He's going to have the hiccups. Oh, <laughs> 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 sloppy. I love it. Let's talk dust box. Woo. Right on. Kids been in the van, Kids just a little bit, dude. Clips. Barely. the The other boys, man, they got like what ninety days in the van, bro. Can we give the biggest shouts out to Dan McGonagall, bro? Southie, give Southie a big old shout out. Psycho, you still got that super air horn in there, bro? Oh, we do. Let me switch over here. Come on now. We're gonna give Southie the super air horn. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Give me applause, too. Mm. That's heavy, heavy salute going on. Yeah, Southie's yeah. a king. He really is. He puts on really hard for the box. He's a G. Now, you weren't part of the original dust box, right? So the first video, I had, I had one clip in the first video, and it was from one session that we had together uh, up at, I think, Grizzly Gulch. Oh, dope. We were just like a fun jump session with the boys. But um, I actually, well, I mean, i not like a part of the original, like, the dust box is going to be a thing, right? Yeah. Because like, that was, I think, Roz, Cooper, Reed, uh, Cody. Oh, I miss Benny, him. maybe? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think Benny was in there, too. And huge air, air horns for all those guys. Yeah. You know, they all deserve the super air horns as well. Um, but, yeah, in 2017, you know, with the Burton Demo Center, obviously Cooper, I think, told the story really well. Um, we all kind of met each other out there and, you know, hung out and realized like snowboarding is our thing. Like we all wanted to do it the way we wanted to do it and kind of all had the same vision. Um, and I mean, that's, this is kind of almost me speaking for these guys. Cause I wasn't the biggest part of that conversation, but obviously it was f- very close with all these guys. Um, and so then, you know, from there, I just kind of started, we, I filmed with them a little bit and then. Dust box started picking up traction. I was like, dude, I knew it. Like, I swear to God, I'm the first person who said the dust box is the future. But that I was, you know, always just like, you guys are killing it, doing the right stuff. Like, this is the coolest thing in snowboarding, in my opinion. Like, I love it. Um, wanted to be a part of it as much as I could. And just, you know, with college, it was tough. And now I have the opportunity to be a bigger part. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good crew. We happen to have a guest question from uh, Reed, Reed Smith. Here we go. Yo, Reed, uh, this is the 
Bonghole Podcast, uh, reporting live. How, um, what's, what's your question for Rob Rothman? <laughs> what up, guys? <laughs> Coop's filming. We're, uh, we're, I'm driving right now. I got my hazards on by accident. Uh, hope you're having fun in there, Rob. I just wanted you to tell these guys how you celebrated your birthday. I forget what year it was when we were filming Dreamcastle. Maybe conditions of the road. <laughs> any other funny stories you have from that trip? Maybe um, what time you would have to try and film clips at? I don't know. Something along those lines. Have fun with that one. And uh, I'm excited to listen. See ya. <laughs> Peace. Nice. Dipshits. Love them. <laughs> Dipshits. So I think that was Cody, Cooper, and Reed, right? All three of them, maybe. I don't know if they sent a clip with that, but yeah, there's a clip. <laughs> okay, so um, first part, I think he was talking about how did I spend my birthday, right? Um, so that was funny. We I found out Dustbox is going to be in Minnesota. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Like, I'll pull up. This is around the time I can go on a trip. Like, let's let's do this. So I pull up to Minnesota, hang out at mom's for a little bit. I'm like, okay, let's hang out. Like, I'll go link up with them during the days and stuff. And they're like, nah, just come stay at the spot. And I'm like, all right, bet. Show up at the spot, and we're hanging out. Um, you know, we get one, I think a day and a half under our belts. And it, the next day is my birthday, right? And I wake up, it's like 10 a.m. I'm on the couch. And I'm just like, all right, birthday. Like, we can get a birthday clip maybe, you know? Cool, go to a cool spot in Minnesota. And, like, a- as I'm waking up, I just hear footsteps, like, coming down the stairs. And I'm just like, oh, shit, what's going on? Dan and Cooper just like, we're going to New York. We're going to New York. Holy shit, it's going to snow 18 inches. We got to go. Right. I'm like, oh, God, dude, like, I can't go. Like, No way I can go. Like, I have to work next week. Like, I, I just, there's no way. And they're, they're just like so bummed. You know, right away, everyone's just like, dude, you're going to miss this, man. Like, no. And so I'm just like, well, fuck, like. What am I supposed to do? Like, I have to work. Like, I have a full-time job, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I'm working from home, but, like, I'm supposed to be home, you know? Anyway, I was just like, all right, like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's run it. Let's go. Uh, I, I don't care. I'll just work during the day, and we'll figure it out. And so, Bert, it's, you know, probably 11 o'clock. I'm like, all right, we're going. We're all going. Let's go. Pack up the Airbnb. Just get out. Take the two vans. Another and big part of the reason I was like, give Dan this freaking air horn is because he drives us eight hours straight through the night all the way there. Wake up home. He's just like hand in his pants, passed out. Just <laughs> like eyes rolled into the back of his head. I was, it was so funny. But trooper, absolute trooper. But we made it. Um, I think we had spent like 21 hours in the van that day. It's pretty gnarly. But, but, you know, the start of the trip, it's my birthday. And we're like, all right, we're going to New York to shred. Like, let's go pop some champagne in the van. Super stoked. I pass out. And we, I think we went live in the van, too. But then I was just like, okay, we're done. Like, uh, I'm going to just pass out. Passed out. Woke up in New York. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's like nine. Um, but New York time is different than Salt Lake time. So I got to be on my, you know, work calls at 9 a.m. here or like 830 here. But that's like 1030 in New York or something like that i think it's yeah, that's two right. hours right yeah so i'd be i so I'm, I'm in the van you know we just got to new york and ever and we can't get into the airbnb and so it's like oh we got to keep let's just scope like we'll just drive around keep keep driving start scoping 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's keep scoping. Like, I don't have to be on a work call in 20 minutes. Like, shit. <laughs> like, so I hop on work and thankfully didn't have any calls. And I'm just, like, working from the van doing some, you know, random stuff, just behind-the-scenes stuff. And we get to the Airbnb and then I'm clocking in. I'm all day. And then, you know, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. I'm working. And so I – and people are usually boarding until it's dark, maybe even later too. So it's, like, 8 to 10 p.m. by the time people are getting back home. And they got to change. They got to eat. And then we're going back out. And we're going back out at like 11, 11.30 new, or midnight, you know. So the two clips I have in the Dreamcastle are after midnight. The first one that was the back lip I got. And I, I, it was like an hour or so. But I think we left the spot at like 1.15, 1.30. Just like, oh, my God, just late, you know. And then you're waking up, going, you know, kind of eating up going to work the next day like I remember I was just like taking calls just like trying to position it in like really obscure places where you like oh you can't really tell if it's not his house or not like who knows if he's in New York or whatever and it was funny because one of the people that I worked with I had to send him like some uh, UTM parameters or something I was like buying a domain that's what it was I was buying a domain for one of the new companies that we or one of the new uh, branches of this like um, umbrella corporation it was uh, property management inc but they, I, I, I bought the doma- the domain and it was time stamped in Eastern time. And my, my the dude I was working with was like, "Yo, like, I think you might have gotten hacked, dude. Like, it's saying that you're sending stuff from the east." And I'm like, uh, uh, "Can you like not say anything, please? Like, I'm not home. <laughs> like, I'm just working from over here." And he's like, "Super cool about you it." You should have just said you had one of those uh, things that we have that changes where your I know, your dude, IP I address what was I is. Doing? Oh, a VPN, right? Yeah, VPN. So, what what were you doing for work? Yeah, that's just what I was going to wonder. Uh, I was doing at that point. I was doing like social media marketing, but um, I also was basically like the head of onboarding, pretty much. But it was, there was no like title for it. But I was just in charge of like onboarding all of our new clients who would decide that they wanted to start a property management company. And I basically, you know, buy their domains. I would set up their social media accounts, like talk to them about social media, how they should be posting, how things work for their areas, teach them a little bit about how that stuff works and just kind of do that general thing. And just do a lot of other background, you know, behind the scenes stuff for the marketing behind um, the company in general. I love seeing the uh, the work to film, like the the work to ride, the work to live the dream, the work to just make it happen. That always mm-hmm. makes me Inspiration. inspired and things like that. You're in the city that never sleeps, too, so yeah. good place to be out there at 1 a.m. in New York I just stays it. alive. I loved it, man. And there's a clip, too. Um, well, after the, like, board slide pretzel or whatever, there's some homie just, like, hood-ass dude pulls up to us. Man, I fuck what y'all doing so heavy, man. Keep going. Like, so hyped. And I was honestly kind of scared. I was like, damn, bro, like this dude, this dude could kill me with one punch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, thanks for the love, bro. He was so stoked. And well, they see so you snowboarding, cool. and they're just loving it. Yeah, and they're like, Something dude, they don't like, see it's much. It's so different. You know, that doesn't snow there that much. Like, I, when we pull up, I'm dying because these people are just throwing the snow in the middle of the road i'm like have you guys ever seen this shit in your life like yeah minnesota they know how to take care of a snowstorm yeah something you breezed over earlier which i love is uh, a pastime of uh scoping now for a lot of people that just ride the resort or snowboard recreationally maybe don't understand scoping and its importance do you want to break down the art of the scope there's levels to this shit 
Okay. Like we talked about it. I think you've talked about it. It's the, you know, are you, oh, you talked about it with Jake Kuziak, you know, like, are you Google Maps guy? Like, do you, do you watch a bunch? Do you, are you sitting there scrolling and like trying to find spots on Google? Maps? But it's like, I liked what he had to say about it's more about terrain. You know, you're kind of just trying to find hilly areas or spots where there might be flow and like lines. Um, and so it, it's so big. You just are always having to drive around. And if you've never been to this city and you don't know shit about it, you're not going to be able to look at Google Maps and find shit. You just got to drive like and look around. So to the point of like you got to have fun in the van, you got to be someone who is like fun to be in the van with. Like if you don't have fun scoping or like are actively like realizing that's a part that you need to play a role in, then it's not going to be that fun. I'd also like to point out the extreme danger of scoping because generally you have uh, probably about eight people in a van and you drive by a downrail or something and all eight heads are turning to the right to look at the downrail and there's not a single person watching yeah, the and they're, road. They're yelling, stop, 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 look yeah. over here. It's like, you're in New York everyone, City, like I call the hardest back place lip, to drive. I call front two. Yeah, I call, and then the driver's like just looking. That's the best when everyone starts throwing out their tricks. It's Before the, they even get out of the van. And you know, every single time you drive by a spot, it's like, I saw it first. I saw it first. Yeah, I saw it. My it was, okay. Uh, he can hit it with me, but he has it because he's doing a uh, switchback 50. I'm doing back 50. And uh, we're, we're it, like, yep. Nope. Sorry. You wanted to jump on it? Too bad. You're making agreements <laughs> in the back seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And someone can't hit it then all of a sudden. That's good stuff. Then you got then you got a guy the guy who's like he's been hard up on a clip for a couple of weeks. He's like in a desperation you mode. Toss him the spot. He's literally ready to like just pretty much get destroyed on anything in front of him. <laughs> yeah, I love the old desperation hit A grade. Like we got a clip <laughs> in a week. I'm, it's I will nice die. Too. It's right so now. cold in the city, and you're in the van listening to good music. Yeah, having dude. good banter, looking at spots. Who's got the ox cord? Oh shit! Honestly, I think. I personally like giving it to Roz a lot, dude. Roz has got the tunes for sure. Um, let's see. Who else got some good tunes? I mean, uh, see, Roz is like one of the only dudes in the box who like listens to good hip-hop. Not as in like people listen to bad hip-hop. He just listens to a lot. Um, good variety in his Yeah. In his like, and, well, I just he loves that New York drill beat shit, oh, too. Nice. Like I'm super into that. I think and if you're so in New York, far. too, you got to kind of change up what you're listening to, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you got to branch out too. Dude, when I go to New York, I go Hot ninety seven all the way. Right on. Yeah. Okay, word. Get Funk hot Flex yeah. on there and all sorts of. If, as long as it's a DJ section, because they have like their their pop hour or whatever. But as long as you catch a dope DJ, yeah, dude, the Hot ninety seven freestyles though that every every like rap so artist dope. does. There's so many good ones. You know, it sucks when you get let down by somebody though. I've had uh, rappers oh, that yeah. I'm like a big fan of, and they, and I'm all excited to listen, and then you're like, ooh, that wasn't it. <laughs> Dude, if you're ever in New York, Sunday night, Bobby and Jabba have this uh, dance hall show. So good. Still right. going, too. Yeah, it's insane. insane Again, reggae. having a hard time taking you seriously <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> insane stone posse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, You Know What right now, Fuck. buds. Ooh, name that video part. Yep. I will try. Name that video part's presented by our Patreon members. You guys kick ass. Uh, okay. So, for uh, first things first, we've got to ask confidence level. 2.67. What is it? 2.67. 2.67. You've been thinking about that for a while? Or just, yeah, it just, just came to in? me. Okay. It's pretty low, and if you mess up here, it's big because you're a young dude. Yeah, this is you're part of this a heavy big group. credibility. Yep. Yeah, so this oh, could yeah. be, uh, if this goes bad, this would be, could Real be bad really bad. Deal Not to put pressure. So, here we go. 
Come on, man. That's Dustbox, baby. Woo! Good song. Glad you got that. Yeah, but th- so was this? I can't remember. This was Rock and Roll Gangster was um, the second one. Um, What's it called? Fucking dude, I, I always blank on the name of it for some reason. He hasn't won yet, you know. Yeah. But, oh, okay. God, okay. So okay. You know what? Drink it out. Uh, he threw out the production. Well, company, it's not. I mean. It's not the newest one, which is. <laughs> There's only I know. Three, for some it? reason, I like can remember Dreamcastle and Presents, but um, this I always think it's the um. What, the, where are we going from um, Panic Order? But that's not what it is. You said the name just there. You literally <laughs> just said the name. They should cut. They should just cut me. <laughs> I, I, they, I'm, I'm never riding with the Dustbox. You say it's Dustbox Presents. No, no. I, I said it. That's what it was. That's what it is. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I thought it was Dustbox Presents, but I didn't know if it was um, the second one or not. I, was, I wasn't in the second one, so I, I, I had to cry about that a little bit. It was my mm. own fault. I was busy. Here's the situation. Uh, you got a, a bomb hole. Yeti, it's called a carry-all, carry-all, 20 liter, and it's filled <sighs> with bomb hole merch. Major shout out to the folks over at Yeti. Dude. Um, yep. <sighs> Basically, you're loaded up. I think we got some Dub X in there. I don't know what size you are. Yeah, that's it. Dub X. Dub X. We got mugs. We got, actually, Jules loaded that up. I'm actually not <laughs> sure what. How did I forget Dustbox who wanted most? Oh, yeah, that's what it was called. Who that's what it is, yeah. Yep. How did I forget that for, like, even two seconds? Yeah, now? you might be getting a little bit of a talk, a stern talking to for maybe Cooper Whittier. I think Whittier. I'm going to let every single one of them kick me in the ass yeah. for that. <laughs> that's what happens over Cooper's there. Cooper's going to um, come over. He's the shaman. He's going to have a big hat on. He's going to say, Rob, come over here, take a knee. Take well, a knee. It, and it's so funny. Like, I mean, I've watched that video probably a thousand times. But um, I thought that was a meatball, but I'm going to give you, I mean, you knew, you said dust box. Yeah. That's a win. I mean, that's a win. That's it's a, win. a participation yeah, that was award anyway. Okay, part two of Name That Video Part is for the listeners. Basically, when Rob's photo comes out on Instagram, the thumbnail photo, uh, that's where we pick our winner. And uh, I wanted most, not who wanted most. Jesus. Yeah, I wanted most. Yep. And here we go. It's a great video part. Primus. Yeah, that's the band. Thank you guys for playing. Name that video part. Dude, what video part was that? I have is that one that I would maybe know too, or is it just completely? You wouldn't know that. I think that was before you're twenty four or twenty five. You're twenty five years old. Yeah, that was before your time. Okay, it's kind of like right in my sweet spot of my era growing up. Who was it? You can believe it, all right? Yeah, I was. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. I would have never gotten that. But respect. We are going to start up with another Patreon question. And this is from Josh Fisher. Shout out, Josh. Got two, two questions coming in from Josh. Solid questions. Yeah, not Fisher. bad. All right. Here we go. I ride Woodward Park City at nights with my family and would see you up there under the lights quite a bit. After a while, I put together that you were working a nine to five. Packing your gear in your car and driving up to ride after work. Talk about work ethic, work-life balance, and how that shaped your journey so far. Damn, yeah. Thanks for the question, Josh. Um, that one's kind of loaded. Um, yeah, so I was working at park or Property Management Inc. I was just mentioning it. Um, that was the second marketing job I had. I had previously been working at this spot called Agility doing like digital ad marketing stuff, which was really cool, actually. I liked that, but... 
ended up doing this other stuff for Property Management Inc. And I'd get done, you know, in I think Lehigh at five. And I'd just hop in my car and just zip straight up to Woodward and be like, get as much snowboarding as you can, you know. And especially coming from Highland, it's all about the reps. Like, you got to get the reps in. I'd heard you guys talk about Red Gerard previously on a pod- podcast about how he would, you know, ride four hours a day. Like, he's on his board all the time. So if I have the opportunity to do that and I'm not, I'm blowing it. So I was just like, all right, whatever, you know, like five to eight was pretty much like my wheelhouse. So I was like, okay, if I can get two hours boarding in, that's like what, like 15, 20 laps at Woodward. That's some good time. So it's like, and especially because they have that jump, they got the pipe, they have rails. Like I, I could just do whatever I needed to, like work on whatever I wanted to. It's fun. The work-life balance, I mean, that's all it was. It was just like I would work and then i go play. It was fun. And that's what kept me sane even, you know. It's, I was, I'd be sitting behind a desk all day just like, shit, I should be freaking snowboarding right now. But then I'd be like, all right, well, I got my board in my car. I'll be all right. You know, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go after and, you know, get my fix. But I have two questions for you after that. Um, one, did you use your college degree to get these jobs or could you have got the job? And part two, you mentioned the pipe. Are you nice in the pipe? <laughs> uh number one yes i did use my degree to get both of the jobs um but no i'm not nice in the pipe i used to serve up crypt dogs i've seen them go oh yeah i i'm figuring it out in 2017 when i was riding at uh high cascade when i met all the dust box boys not all of them i'd known reed already so i knew reed pretty well and we were riding he's like dude you gotta get in the pipe we had that 18 footer and it was perfect yeah high cascade dude i was loving it so I did my first crippler in that, and it was, like, still, like, five, six feet out. First crippler, and I was just like, dude, this shit is so fun. Like is that started, more towards the bottom of the pipe? Oh, yeah. Where it gets a little smaller? Yeah, I still hit the full wall. But yeah. Yeah. I was I was. And what scared. about when you get in that 22? My boots are shaking. Yeah. Any I'm any mortal out. any mortal's going to have dude, some shaking boots in those things. I don't get it. Respect to all the pipe jocks, dude. Oh my god! Or to anyone who can chuck in a pipe, like it's so gnarly. You got to be able to commit. They like those icy walls. Yeah. I also love what you just talked about getting the reps up. I think that's important because if you go to Brighton, you know we ride Brighton quite a bit, and you see uh, a lot of the the people that work nine to fives. It's getting dark out. They're pulling up, and it's like you need you need that to stay sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just need those reps, dude. And you got to be mean, on that yeah, board. Yeah, explain, explain the reps situation. Well, and so that's the thing. So with Minnesota, right, we have a tow rope. I'm getting to the top of the hill in less than a minute. And if I'm hitting one jump, the biggest jump, which is the super kicker, I'm dropping as fast as I can, like jump carving down the hill from the rope, like ripping off of it, trying to get as much speed as I can, going as fast as I can down this. I'm probably hitting that jump 20 times in, in 15, 20 minutes. So it's like... If I can get that many repetitions, I can do all my tricks in the first 15, 30 minutes of showing up. And then I'm like warmed up, ready to go, try something new. And you're just being, you're, you're giving yourself the opportunity to progress at a much higher rate than you would if you were just riding a resort, you know, like hitting a jump every 30 minutes. Cause that's just how long it takes to take a lap. But mm. it may be longer for some people if it's the weekend or there's a line. It's yeah, sometimes some days on a big line, you might get four laps in a day. Yeah. A whole day. Or half Literally. And so I would set up in, in high school, I would set up my schedule so that I would have the last period open and I would go to school. I would go to school in my snow pants at times nice. too, just not that giving a shit. Serial killer shit. Yeah. Swishing your way through your uh, high school career. Dude, like 
fuck it, man. Like, I don't care. Like, what am I going to get laughed at? Like, I don't care. Like, I got to go be a pro snowboarder. Like, peace. Like, I, even though at that point, obviously, it's like I'm getting free hoodies from East Coast Lifestyle. <laughs> Did like, anyone trip on you for wearing your snow pants to school? Oh, dude, I got some shit. But I, I mean, I thought it was funny. Like, I was like, I don't really care. I knew I had this buddy named Victor Smith, and I, I was just like, he, I heard that he wore his overall bibs to school. And Sick. I'm like, bro, you are insane. Like, That's serial killer. Boots I need to, to be insane. Be really serial killer. You ever yeah. do that? No. The old bear traps? Hell yeah, that would be rough. Leave those things in the car. But I just get off school, uh, you know, an hour early, and then I dip straight to Highland. It'd be like 3.30. No one would be there yet. And I just get the whole park to myself, pretty much. A little dip set. You know, I think about that. It's because we get hit up and asked, like, advice for getting sponsored or advice for getting better at snowboarding and kind of questions like that from people that are beginners or excited about snowboarding, whatever. And I think there's so much to being confident on your snowboard and being confidence comes from, I think a spending a lot of time on your snowboard B when you're on your snowboard, you're trying hard. I think it's cool to try hard. Mm -hmm. That's because you can also snowboard and just dick off and not get better. And that's fine. But time on the board where you're, while you're trying hard is huge. And I also was thinking about this lately too, is see like, even when you're like setting up a board or something or like, geeking on your setup you're thinking about snowboarding and that's like if you're going snowboarding the next day and you're setting up a board you're kind of already like getting excited oh what wax am i going to use am i what am i stance going to be that's even part of the next day experience too just kind of random thoughts i've had i just wanted to say but um well tricking out your stickers like all that is just oh yeah in the mindset Well, and going back to like lucid dreaming too, dude, I spent time wanting to lucid dream just so that I could practice tricks in Shred my dreams. In your head. It's like, I don't want to go to Chuck backed up 10 on some icy ass jump in Minnesota and like possibly die. Why don't I just do that shit in my dreams? And then like, I'll have a feel for it. Like maybe I won't slam as hard. Right. So I actually did that. I kept a dream journal for a little bit and like started, I, after three nights of like writing down my dreams, I was lucid dreaming and could just like. Like I, I fell asleep stri- and I was like, I was, you know, conscious, you know, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. And then I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm kind of awake. That's weird. What just happened? Cause I was just sleeping. And then I was like, holy shit. Like how many fingers do I have? I couldn't count. And I'm like, I am dreaming. Like, Wow. All right, what jump am I hitting? Like, where am I going? What trick am I doing right now? So, And I were just, the snowboard dreams, like, legit snowboarding? Because I used to always have these they dreams felt, where I'd be airing too high or something. Like. That, and that happens, too, sometimes. Yeah. Right? You'll hit a jump, and you just never stop yeah. going up. Yeah, Those that, things it are happens. crazy, and you're, you're, like, still feeling good, but you're like, how can I survive this? But a lot of the times, it's, like, it's very real. Like, it's my legit. the first dub tens I did were in my dreams. Chris, you do that? Uh, Back lip dreams? No, I uh, <laughs> not like I think I would to go to sleep. I I never remember my dreams, unfortunately. Since the alien abduction, but, where but, you got uh, the fingers, yeah, <laughs> the probe. Oh, the finger. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, that's a whole nother deal. But yeah, uh, the, since the abduction, yeah. no. But uh, I do think that I was always able to have the ability to daydream and go to another place. It was like mm. an escape where. You know, I'd be sitting in class, but I would actually be like just thinking about the feeling of a backlit. You'd be like visualizing, right? Visualizing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's been I mean, a thing. You're probably halfway into some sort of lucid dream. Yeah, it's, totally. Yeah, it's definitely so weren't listening it's like to going your school's to, school. No, uh, no, and I think as certain people as, as an escape, like you can go to another place. Yeah. And I think that that mm-hmm. was something that luckily that's like meditation was easy even. to me. I ju- it was like if if I didn't like the situation happening at my house or something like that, I could just just go out. go to dip, another place, dip into the yeah. shred mind. Yeah, yeah. I like 100%. that. I also I wanted to touch on what you said about like 
giving a shit dude like when yeah. you're on hill too and like and especially to those kids who like want to go get sponsored and they want to figure out how to make it it's like dude you have to first of all put in the reps put in the hours like put in the grind put in that whatever that stupid the rock johnson song yeah um you have to put in the work but then you also like you have to care like there's nothing cooler than giving a shit number one i think that's the coolest shit in the world but you have to care. You have to think, what did I do wrong? What can I do differently? How can I improve? And you have to chill out about it. Like, I used to get so mad. There's videos of me, like, punching the ground because I can't get tricks and stuff. And it's like, you're not helping anyone, and especially not yourself, by, like, letting yourself get all worked up and pissed off. You got to just, true. like, shake it off. Short memory. You know, what did you do differently? And I think there was a cool instance in the Tony Hawk documentary where they talk about you know how tony when he was doing the 900 he's just sitting up there and like j the coolest part about all that was just seeing him make those like mental corrections in his eyes and just like think like okay what am i doing differently like what did i do wrong how do i have to change this how do i have to fix this like you have to have that mentality so well said yeah very well said i think that's that's a great point that doesn't get talked about enough because you the the like caring and trying i think that's something to emphasize too like I, it's it's you know, a lot of the quote unquote cool people, like they act like they don't give a shit and that's kind of cool, but it's also cool to fucking care and try, yeah. you know, to try hard and, and you're not going to get to be as good as Marcus Cleveland or anybody like that, or you're not going to win contests or if that's what you want to do. Like if you want to be good at snowboarding, you got to try, you got to fall, you got to get destroyed on rails, you got to get back up, you know, and, uh. And it's easy because I, I find it's really easy. I have like an on and off switch, you know, and it's hard to be like, well, you know, maybe you're, you're front board in the rail, maybe you're back lifting it and you want to do a 270 or a 360 on. And like, it's really easy to just keep going to those, those go-tos. But then, yeah. you know, the, the greats tend to just make a pattern of getting out of their comfort zone. Like that's what I've noticed. The greats are always out of their comfort zone. Like you even like look in the crew, watch Coop ride. You watch Coop or Cody, dude, it's happening. Oh yeah. Like they're they're when they're hitting a rail, it's they're not 50-50. Like it's it's happening. It, you know, if you want it like you say you do, like a lot of people will say they want it. Like if you want it the way that you say you do, you have to be able to be on your deathbed looking back at it like I gave it everything. And I think something that stuck with me too from listening to the bomb hole was like uh, I can't remember who you were mentioning. Um but they said, you know, if I could ever, you know, go back and do it all over again, I, shit, I'd go twice as hard, you know. That's uh, a Ditka quote. That's what it was, yeah. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Ditka. Yeah. yeah. He basically is talking about, he's like, you know, sure, I'm old and my brain's a little foggy. And, you know, sure, my bones hurt when I sit down. But if I could go back and do it all over again and play football, hell, I'd go twice as hard, you know. No, and it's like, makes rad. you want to just run through a fucking wall, yeah. you know. But I love that shit. It's true, and that's that's cool, and it's I think it's inspiring too to see you know um, you have been working like you're in New York, you're working a day job, and then you're going out at night and getting clips. You're at Woodward after working all day, and then going to get like I see a pattern of kind of uh, in snowboarding. You know, we we see a lot of our friends having success or whatever, and I see a lot of people sitting around waiting for the phone to ring well, why don't I have a contract? This person has a contract. And you're like, I, I love seeing the make, you made it happen for yourself, you know, and um, that's very respectable. Thank you. Uh, okay, sidebar. One thing we should talk about I thought was cool. Um, if you're open to talking about it, I know that you were adopted and raised 
by a family in Minnesota, and you recently connected with your biological dad. Do you want to get into any of that stuff? 100%. First, I got to shout out moms, Andre Rothler, the GOAT. Super, super duper extra super special. Horn? Absolutely. Shout out mom, uh, kind of a mama's boy. Yeah, you the man. Um, yeah, no, she killed it. Uh, my dad, uh, not as much, but uh, definitely loved my dad, loved the shit out of me, and I had a great time growing up, great childhood, so no complaints. But um, yeah, so funny story. Recently, we, uh, like, I think a few years ago, my mom was like, oh, yeah, like, it would be really cool. Like, we should, like, figure out your genetic makeup. Like, that'd be sick as hell. You know, you should know. And I obviously all growing up, like, what are you? Like, are you Indian? Are you African? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that'd be cool to find out. And so she's like, oh, yeah, let's do this DNA test and you can know. And I was like, shit, yeah, I'm down, super down. And uh, did that, gave me the results. And I was like, okay, cool. Like 51% German, like I'm mostly German, which I'm like, what? Which is also kind of crazy because when I was in uh, I took German in high school instead of taking like Spanish or French, which I really like wish I would have taken Spanish. Like what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like everyone speaks Spanish should be so much more useful. Yeah. But, um, took German and Are you good with German. Uh, no ambition. Yeah. 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 Uh, guten Morgen. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. There's a, it's been a while. Os too, Osfart. Like, I, I don't Does think that I mean exit? Yeah. Osfart. Uh, Osfart is my favorite one. It's, I think it's Ausfart. I like to say Asfart. Yeah, when you're walking <laughs> yeah. to the airport, big old Osfart yeah, everywhere. Never, it never gets old no, the whole time you're over there. Good. Yeah. Shout the out to Osfart. says Asfart. <laughs> Anyways, back to your um, 51% German. 51% German, uh, like pretty much around like 40% Nigerian. Nigerian. It's like sub-Saharan West African, but mostly Nigerian. I think it's like 15, 16, maybe, maybe more percent Nigerian. And then uh, I, mean, I got some Irish and British in there. More British than Irish, a little Irish, though. I, it's fun. I've been noticing I got, I'm getting more red beards or red hairs oh, really? in my beard like every, every day. That's crazy. Not every day, but like every like yeah. couple of weeks. I'm like, damn. Like, like I mean, red. Like I might go of purple red. in like, my beard. It's crazy. Yeah. Purple's <laughs> <getting> red. <laughs> like I, shit, I'm worried. Like. Yeah, um, I don't even know what that is. It's like, am I, am I alien? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, that was like a year or two, you know, just like looking, being like, damn, this is really cool. Like, this is what I am. I didn't know about that. This is cool. And then I don't know where one day I was just like, hey, mom, like, because growing up, I was like, dude, I, especially before I'm 18, I don't want these people that took me in and like made me who I am to ever think for a second that I don't consider them as my parents or the people that raised me and made me who I am. So I didn't want to be like, hey, like, where are my real parents, dude? Like, what's good with that? Like, I was never going to try to put off that type of energy or make them feel weird about Did that. Did they adopt you as a newborn? Yeah. Yeah, I was a closed awesome. adoption. So I was like, you know, two days out the womb, boom, I'm in Minnesota. But um, we, I ended up talking to my mom about it. And I was like, hey, like, I'm like 23, 24. Like, I kind of want to know. I think it was, yeah, it was like a year or two after the test. So I was like 24 or something. I was like, hey, like, I want to know. Yeah, so the person who I thought, like, was on my birth records was not actually my father. And in the emergency room, there were two families because my mother was exiting a relationship with one person and entering a relationship with the other person. And it was kind of close. Um, and so one of them was black. One of them was white. I didn't come out white. And they're like, okay, it must be this guy's like probably his kid put him on the birth records. And it turned out that wasn't even the person. And I get this 23 and me notification probably within a week of me asking my mom, Hey, I kind of want to know. Like, 
and it says predicted relationship father. And I'm like, well, that's weird. This guy's name is Tyrone. Like, that's not what matches my birth records. Like, what's good with that? And I'm just like freaking about this. I'm like, dude, this doesn't make any sense. Like, tell my mom about it. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I look at a photo of him. I'm like, damn. <laughs> He's got a big nose. Like uh, it kind of looks like me. <laughs> like, shit. You start seeing like, yourself. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like he really does look like me. Like shit. And then he sends me a message. Like it's like a five paragraph essay, and I'm just like reading it every second, every sentence. I'm just like, dude. Like it sounds like I'm writing a text message to myself. I was oh just wow, like, dude. Like oh, this is like, if I, I, if I was in his position, like, this is probably what I would say. I'm just like, this is, it's, it's, it was so weird. You know, and it's after 20, 24 years, I've never spoken to this person. And they're like a spitting image of myself or rather I'm a spitting image of them. And so we talk and, or we just been texting back and forth, whatnot. And, um, you know, just awesome. Just like, so cool to connect. He never knew about me. Cause it was like in between that period uh, where my mom was seeing that one guy and the other guy. And it was just like a very quick thing. Um, but no, yeah, just wild dude. And so, and I'm, and this all happens, right? So I figure all this out when I finally I'm leaving work, right. Thinking I'm going to Woody's. I'm like, dude, I got off an hour and a half early. It's three 30. Like I'm gonna get so many laps and I'm on my way home and I get this FaceTime call from Tyrone. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I got to answer this. Like, damn, I'm not, I'm not going to not answer. Like, I got to answer this. So I pick, I pick it up and we talked for like an hour and a half straight. Like, and he tells me the story. Like we just talked about so much stuff and it was amazing. We had an amazing conversation got to know each other so well. It felt like in two minutes, you know, it's like talking like, to a brother. Damn, son, I thought I pulled out. <laughs> I know, dude. And it's crazy. You know, he's gone his whole life thinking that he hasn't had a, ch a child, you know? Oh, wow, that's a trip to wake yeah. up. Yeah, 24 years later. Dude, and, and he has a kid too. I got a I got an eight-year-old stepbrother, or I guess half-brother, half and four-year-old half-sister. Wow. And this, the my brother's starting to skateboard, and he's like, yo, like you got to talk to your brother, man. I'm like, so we, but we haven't, like, you know, done yeah, all that. Yeah, met up and everything. Yeah, exactly. Did you learn anything about your biological mother? No, I he, I think he knows who she is, but also is just kind of like maybe not in the right place and time to yeah. go and have that conversation. Was I don't want to like a white German him. then, or it must have been, yeah, because he is not white. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that's interesting. Because were you were you wondering like kind of for most of right. your life? Is my you? mom black? Is my dad black? Like, yeah. who, what kind of black? What kind of white? Like, I don't know. Like, who knows? You know, it's always been some funny question. Like, definitely got pressed as a kid a little bit like oh what are you bro like are you fucking philippines like are you indian like what, what is it dude and i'm like i don't know bro like my bad but yeah um, wow that's a crazy story that's cool but yeah and now we're so cool like he's the man dude. and your parents are cool with yeah relationship and i'm so excited to have my mom meet tyrone tyrone is like yeah, that'll be serious for her dude. too right like, uh yeah and she's so stoked on him he's so like he my he's like dude I blew it. Like I have been, you know, missing out on taking care of you or like being a part of your life and just feel so bad. And I'm like, bro, like you couldn't have known. Yeah. It's like, kind of cool to know that your you. father didn't like abandon you. Yeah. And, and, it's, and just didn't even have a choice. It was and just, he just wants to be a part of my life so bad. And yeah. I'm just like, bro, however we can make this happen, let's do it. Like he's the shit. Yeah. Sometimes I've heard adopted um, kids can feel abandoned a little bit. Right. Have, like issues with that. So yeah. It's probably interesting to learn all that. Well, and I never felt abandoned, too. I, I got lucky. You know, I got people who love me. You know, my mom and dad loved the shit out of me. So, like, I definitely felt good as hell good, as a good kid. Good family. Like, and yeah. It's awesome. I, I was very, very lucky, very fortunate. 
so that was dope you know i got to play whatever sport i wanted to play i mean maybe not all at the same time but uh, you know i got yeah. to try what i wanted to try like it was just fine like i definitely had no serious problems like i knew where i was getting my next meal you know like i know people who were homeless yeah, who knows through high school, what it could have been like with like, it if because uh, you still might have had not had your father in your life and yeah seriously could have been interesting and that's the other thing too you never know if like you're gonna go and find who your parents are and maybe they're dead or in jail you know like that's a serious like scary hit and i was just kind of worried about that too but yeah, he's doing good. He's killing it. Like, uh, it's so funny. I'll see some like workout videos on the gram every now and then. I'm just like, let's go, let's go. Pops getting it. Come on, <laughs> that's me stoked. That's awesome. Well, that's special. Thank you for yeah, sharing that on our special. show. Really appreciate yeah, that. Of course. All right, I think it's a good time to talk about pub beer, huh, buds? Yeah. Action. Just cracked one. Action speaks louder than words. Yeah, cracking some cans. It came in. It came in. <laughs> Cheers. He's got the reach. Cheers. Now, like he we always say on this show, long arm. If you're trying to, uh, if you're going to go casually, responsibly have uh, one or two beers, or if you're going to go to a party and drink uh, 75 beers and uh, urinate your pants and wake up in a bush <laughs> face down, what are you going to choose, buds? Pub beer every time. And also drink responsibly, guys. Cheap, fun beer. Cheap, Can't fun beer. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. Time for the pub beer crapshoot. Welcome to the pub beer crapshoot. Two dice. All right, roll two of those dice, and I'll tell you what you got to do. Fiver. Five. Fiver. Would you rather have a tattoo designed by Grenier and tattooed by Eastone, or designed by Eastone and tattooed by Chris? I almost kind of want to say, like, if I sh- we have to go with my decision. So, designed by one, tattooed by the other, which one would it be? Hmm. I think I'd go designed by Eastone, tattooed by Grenier, because I think that uh, with the photography shit, he's probably got the eye for the creative shit, and then uh, even if it was kind of messed up, I'd be so stoked. to be like, dude, Chris gave me a tat, bro. If I could use the computer to design it, it would work out good. If I had to draw it, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what question we never land on is the uh, house party anthem. That's always a good one. Yeah, the, you want to. This is a good one that rarely comes up. It yeah, never like, comes what, up. No one ever. Oh, wrote house it. party. What would it, be like your entrance? house party entrance theme song? Yeah, that's a good question. We never hit it on the dice. All right. Um, what was? What's yours, buds? While he's thinking. Uh, insane clown posse. For <laughs> sure, <dude. laughs> I might go with some biggie or something. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's a tough question, actually, to be put on the spot. I think, like, you know, what about, like, uh, Scarface? There's, like, Push It to the Limit is, like, a great montage walking yeah. in. That's a good vibe. It's heavy. Or, like, the really heavy Ender montage before the shootout that's really dramatic. I think, like, kind of You're like going a Scar- Scarface. I'm thinking, like, a Scarface vibe walking I in. I like that. Like, so this I guy's got, a boss. So I got two. And the, the they're both kind of, like, recent ones that I've listened to. The last one that I... I Last one I listened to today with Luke Winkleman, actually, because we were golfing before this. But uh, the song is Prada to Bang by IDK. Like Prada, D-A, Bang. Song's fire. You should check it out. I'm going to have to check this. Um, he's a dope <laughs> Chris rapper. and I are putting it in I'm our put, phones. Yeah, no, we'll, <laughs> I'll put it one. in after. I'm, keep going. But we bumped that one so much in Hood, and it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a good one for just, like, hopping into the spot. Um, and then... The other one that I was thinking of that's Matt, super new, it's the off the new Kendrick tape, uh, Mr. Morale. It's just, I don't know. Once it starts going, it's just like, 
okay, mm-hmm. we here. Like we're bouncing. Yeah, that's fire. I've I've got I thought of my actual answer too as well. Uh, it's the Chicago Bulls theme song intro. <laughs> you guys have ever heard this? <laughs> I think I've heard it from you. I'll put it on the speakers. Walking into a park. <laughs> <laughs> Now, coming out of Minnesota, we have Rob <laughs> Rosler. <laughs> I was going to say otherwise. What's the song that um, Randy Moss, the, the Randy Moss song where it's like him talking about, or it's like straight cash homie, but there's um, a whole song about it. It's like no something. Hold on. I actually am not unfamiliar with that. Let me look it up. I bet I bet I got it real quick. Randy Moss. Song. You know what else would go pretty hard as a walk-in song would be um, the Monday Night Football theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's a good one too. That would go. Well, and so you're huge on football too, right, Chris? Yeah. Oh, one clap, dude. One clap. Yeah. Let me just put this on the on the tunes for two yeah. seconds, bro. This shit's gold. Well, speaking of while you're while you're finding that song, um, I had uh, your running back on my fantasy this year. Yeah, you always do. Everyone always does. And he, f- he kind of explodes. You found fraud of the bang. That's, oh, that's it. That is me playing. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go quick clips on with YouTube. Yeah. This is annoying. Okay, we always got the five second ad. <laughs> they just like cut all of his audio. He's got that <laughs> southern accent. Yeah, one so clap, good. Randy Moss. I feel like one clap would be a good video part song for you potentially. <laughs> Next, That'd Rob Rother full part, one clap. That would be sick. I always wonder like what actually would be the best like type of footage or what like type of music to go with my footage because I feel like there's like you know what you like to listen to, which isn't always what looks good with your snowboarding. I think it depends on the point in your life. Yeah. I think it changes over it the time. Change. If you're if you have a if you have a 15 year career, you're right. You're gonna have different songs over the course. You of might your be career. going country by the end, huh? Yeah, throw them for a loop. You, every, they're thinking rap. They're thinking rap. And Boom! Then, hit them with them country or some um, emo, so, whatever. I'll tell you right now, you will never see a country part. <laughs> a rap go through country. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Not uh, now. Not never. <laughs> not never. What about ICP, buds? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm in a point in my life where it's ICP and. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> It'd be icy. I before. could name what are they one drinking song. Fago, Fago, yeah. just oh, spraying yeah. Fago drinking for the Fago, lifestyle. Like some wild flavors. Yeah, it'd be sick. It's, it's going to be ICP before the Rascal Flats. I'll tell you that. Yeah, true, right? Okay, <laughs> let's get into hot takes. So we ask this every episode: MJ and or Goat of snowboarding, both both male and female. Who you got? For me, uh, this is an interesting. So it is for you. So for me, it's Ojo, like uh, it just undoubtedly, um, yeah. That was like my my idol that I had. You know, I was like, okay, I got a black dude in the streets who's fucking dope. Makes like he makes these sick beats. Like he he's just you know doing all this shit. Has all these cool friends. They all love him. Like that is what I want to be. So like for me, Ojo for sure. Uh, for women, um, dude. That's a tough one, and I, I guess if it's just for me, it might be a little different because obviously there are all the greats that are you know 
maybe not, you know, in who's who's like up and coming right now, but oh, that's tough. Dude, honestly, Jill, bro. Like probably Jill because she has been dude, she's fucking insane. Like she absolutely rips and like is a homie. And like all like, you know, it's it's dope that she's in the box. Like it's mm-hmm. so crazy, but yeah, women for the women, I'd got I'd say of all time, Kelly Kelly Clark. Um, you know, I, I I feel like I've known her name for the longest, and like she's always just been ripping and she's won everything, since, dude. Like everything. I think and though. Sorry, keep going. I was just gonna say, hella commendable career. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, from start to finish, I think it's. I like so. the Jill answer though. She's also yeah. Jill, she's like as far as street snowboarding yeah, concerns. I don't think anybody there. there's dude like her it's, Ender in Dreamcastle, dude. Yeah, and I hadn't seen the video until the premiere, bro. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, like jumping up and down, like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, she's sick. she's nuts. she's a bit of a problem. She's Shout out, Joe. Okay, uh, who's the most underrated? Marty McFly. Wow, great answer. That yeah, that was easy. Um, him. Uh, I mean, I would almost want to say Coop as well, but I feel like people have kind of wisened up to Coop. Mm-hmm. The shaman. Okay, who's got the best style ever? Tommy Gesme. Woo! It's actually the correct answer. It is. It's uh, just. It's just correct. It's definitely an acceptable correct answer. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh man. Okay. Uh, best board graphic ever. Bro, I, the the new Burton Custom is my like I it's by far my favorite. What's going on there? It's it's a pink base graphic and it has the Burton it's written Burton from tail to nose I believe and it's in black, but it's also like a two tone pink graphic and I have a photo I think with one that, where you can see uh, maybe we can like I'll yeah, send we can it probably to you, pop, pop it up, it up on, on the, the screen, screen or something, but uh, yeah it's like a cursive Burton and then it like shoots off and there's like a star at the end of it and then the the top sheet's all black. There's like a silver rim around the top and a silver lightning bolt that goes through the nose. I, I just think it's super clean, Sounds really dope. like very simple, but like really clean. I think pink's a it's good seeing color. pink out there. Yeah, pink's dope. All right, if you could go heliboarding with three people in the world, just good times. Who you taking? I think one of them, honestly, I think has to be Tommy Towns. I think seeing Tommy Towns on a paddleboard would be hilarious in the backcountry. Plus, he's just the best vibes all the time. Like, that kid is just straight shooter, the best. Like, no ego. Love the kid. Um, Damn. I got it. Honestly, like, I feel like I'd I'd almost have to be with T. Ricky, too. T. Ricky and Tommy Towns. I like where this is going. Yeah, this is a great crew This is a good-looking crew in the chopper. And then... Yeah, T. Ricky to show everybody what's up, some safety... I think the third would be either Haldor or Fridge. Wow. Find out what's finally in that pack, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's ice. Everybody's wondering. It's, it's Smirnoff ice. ice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually, I think it's a pillow. A pillow. It's usually a pillow. Just for, for sure. For comfort. Yeah, for sorry to blow your, blow your spot up. I've seen them pull ices fridge. out of it at Super Park. Though. Yeah, right. So that was Super Park 17. That was the one I went to, the only Super Park I went to. And I, I saw him, and I was just like, dude, what the hell? This dude's got a backpack? Like, and he's like, look in. This dude's a beast, bro. Like, he sees eye to eye with me, too. He's big, Yeah, he's man. a tall dude. And that, that, you know, back in 2017, I was 6'5", so we were actually the same height, and which is nuts, bro. I grew f- two, two inches, inches since 2017. No, crazy. bro. No thanks. I'm done. No thanks. <laughs> done. I'm over it. Question. When, when you're hitting kickers, do you have to be like, okay, I have to start lower than everybody? Oh, yeah. It's a problem, dude. The one time I hit a, the, uh, the jump with Seth and the boys, like I was hitting with Benny and uh, Canadian Jaden. 
uh, if you guys know who that dude is, for all the listeners too. Chomlak? Yes. Yeah, you guys got to check him out. Absolute G. Um, we were all hitting the jump, and like oh, I think I went last. I think it was... I think it was Benny, Jaden, and me. And Benny stomps, of course, both of his hits. Jaden stomps his second one. And, uh, and my first one, I'm dropping. I'm like, and I was dropping. I was hitting the switch. I was like, oh, fuck. First power jump, and I'm not even hitting this thing regularly. Like, I'm scared, bro. <laughs> like, uh-oh. And so I t- take the same sp- – I dropped from the same spot as everyone else, and I went, like, 10 feet further. And I was just like, it just, like, hit the ground. Thankfully, you know, feet first, but just – Tommy, instant Tommy. And it again landed, but it was just like, even still, after I like scrape off the lip, because I can tell I'm going too fast and like slow down a little bit. Like, I, dude, it's scary. And like, I can't spin a nine on a 20 foot jump. Like, I, I have to get 40 to 50 feet to start doing nines, or cap at least nine? to make them feel good. I can cap nine. Yeah. I haven't hit a first T cap or like a first lap cap nine in a win it. I haven't been doing cap nines. So, uh, like the cat, I'm sorry bad i gotta <laughs> get on bad. those more i will but yeah solid uh yeah but when you hit a jump of bodie i'll start at the same spot or he'll land in the parking lot if yeah. he starts where i start Dude. um and then we're still in hot takes we got a couple other what's your take on the uh the beaver slap you ever hit that thing yeah pretty mellow i i like them though I, I don't like to sit with extra weight on my foot it might not be like a typical beaver slap i think that like i like the like there's like an on chair beaver slap where you just yeah like that's smack it on your foot that's when a you're good up one. there i kind of hit that one but that one also like runs the risk of cutting your shoelaces with your edge ah. so you got to be really careful with that one cool. okay the last then you one you can also scrape the snow off and just throw the snowballs at people too mm-hmm. that can be fun drop them on skiers below <laughs> Okay, next or snowboarders. Next and last uh, question. Worst trend. What do you got? Hating. Uh, but at the same time, you, you know, there's there's a tasteful hating, and then there's hating for no reason, and just like being a little shit, and like, you know, not you know, not showing love just for no reason. Like, I I, I just think it's bullshit. Like, we ain't got time for that. And sometimes with good friends, you gotta hate a little bit. Yeah, you know? like you, def- throw the you know, keep your homie in check, and just yeah. like check up on people, make sure if they're talking shit. Like, why are you talking shit? Like, do you have a reason? Like, is there some like bigger issue that's like mm-hmm. at stake? Like, is there something you need to fight for? Like, if not, like you probably sound pretty fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's a good point about the homies. Uh, the homies keeping you in check. Keeps you level, it's dude. Important. Sometimes you see somebody that says some crazy shit, and you're like, this guy maybe never had a homie to, like, call him out on Yeah, this. to call him out. Yeah. I always kind of wonder about that, too. I'm like, damn, I am a scary dude, bro. I'm 6'7". Like, no one probably wants to be like, yo, Rob, shut up, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really hope that, first of all, my friends feel comfortable with calling my ass out. But second of all, that, like, I don't know, I have been called out enough or aren't, like, putting them in that position. But yeah. <laughs> You know what a good friend does, I think, too, is also, like, Tells you you need to do the trick again. Mm. Yeah. When you oh back when you backlip the kink or whatever it is and you come off a little wonky and you're like, God, can I use that? And they're like, get back up there. Yeah, like, thank you. That's literally everyone in the box. Thankfully. Yeah, the box is like that. It's, huh? it's the worst when it's like they have ulterior motives, like they want to <laughs> get their own shit right. quicker. So like, that's good. That's a good shot. Like, let's move on to the next spot. Well, the coolest a good thing friend is that, will let you keep going until it's perfect. Well, and even even while they'll do that too, <coughs> which is nice. You know, it's good to have someone be like, "Dude, you can do that better," and to be to, for them to believe in you and be like, "Dude, I know you could do this better." Like, get up there and do it yeah. again. Like that is sick because you're like, "All right," bad. and you can't like, go back. You know that I could do this. I've done it. I can do it better. Obviously, like now I know how. Whatever. 
And you won't be back in that moment. You gotta Ever. seize it. But then also there are times where you'll be like, I'm gonna jump on this. And your friend's like, No the fuck you're not. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no, you're not. You're not dude. thinking clearly. <laughs> like this is not like, yeah, I know you want the clip. Maybe you're, you know, in a drought and you just like you need it. You're horny. You need a clip. Like no, like, and Tommy actually has talked me off that ledge. Probably saved me when I was in New York. Desperation clip? Big desperation clip. I was just like, I got two clips, bro. That's it. That's it for Dream Class. Oh, fuck. Like, I need more. I need more. I got to get one. Uh, yeah, I'll just jump on this thing. I'll just jump on this. There's a tree right there, whatever. There's a fence right there. I don't care. I'll, I won't miss it. I won't hit it. I'll just miss it. I'll just land it. First try. No, you won't, bro. Yeah, you got to go like, risk versus reward, right? Yeah, dude. So it's it's good to have homies that will, you know, talk you off the ledge, but then also support you while, you know, you're really busting ass and might slam or just need an extra minute or two. Amazing. Well, we're pretty, we've been going pretty good here. Well, one of the last things that we like to hit is uh, setups. What board you're riding, bindings, boots, you can get an outerwear, all that stuff. Run through it. True. Okay. Start with the board. Um, I'm running 170 wide. Burton Custom. I wish I would have brought it again. Oof. Blew it. Tall board, 5'6", if you measure it in the Imperial system. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, What's it's the great. Imperial system? Uh, just what, what we, we use in America. Oh, yeah, the five foot shit. six inches. Stuff yeah. that doesn't make sense, but we are just too stubborn to the change. The dumb shit. Why don't we go base 10? Does that not make sense? We have 10 fingers. Like, it's so simple. That's true. Um, Miles, feet, things that are not in the same increments. That's that how we do it in America. Bruh. Um, anyways, yeah, it's that, I love that board. It's great for everything. I can, I've hit street spots on it. I've hit powder on it. I love riding it on resorts. It rides rails well. Um, you know, like literally from switchback pre- backlit pretzels to doing a carve, like it's the best board. Um, but then there, if I'm like riding in the streets and I'm hitting a gnarly rail spot and I really need to get technical and I'm doing a hard trick, I'll ride the 162 blossom, but it's also, I could ride that in anything as well. Um, but that those two boards are by far my favorite. Oh my god, they're amazing! And Neil Shack has done such a good job with the board graphics on the <laughs> Burton Blossom. So huge shout out to Neil's. Also check out WAP. All of Neil's shit is amazing, dude. He's such a ripper. Um, love all the shit they they come out with. But um, yeah, then I ride the Malavitas. Malavitas are definitely my favorite binding, and I think they work the best with my foot, just because I have a really big foot. So it lifts my foot off of the you know contact points on the edge. It gives me more room to lean forward and lean back into my heel and toe edges. So it helps a lot. Uh, I run the Burton Ion boots because I need stiff boots. Uh, my ankles are just like they they need the support bad. So I run some pretty stiff boots and I just crank them up. Or and, and the thing about those is like if you have a double boa, you can just loosen them up and like leave. And then I have the speed laces too, and I run those. They all work super well. Um, and then after that, I typically will just like run some AK outerwear that I really like or like colorways that I like. Typically black and silver and white because they go with most things and they look good. I don't know, khaki pants. Um, Oakley. You, you said twenty three inch stance. Pretty much, dude. It changes, man. Oh, I literally look at it and I'm like, "This looks good." And what kind of angles? Just whatever. Ten, you're ten, ten, ten. Okay. Yeah, ten, ten minus ten. Yeah, yeah. Always symmetrical, but um, I like to. Yeah, I, I want my hips to be open, balanced, to be completely centered. Now, do you uh, detune right out of the plastic? Never. You, you ride full edges. Yep. Uh, doesn't matter. Board out of the plastic. Right in the streets. Yes. You hit Unless street it's or like the, the city of concrete, New York City. Bam. Backlipping the hubba. I think the only time that I detuned a board was when I was hitting that Skull Candy headquarters spot and I was doing the switch, switch back, back too. Yeah. It's the only time I've detuned a board. Yeah. Um, but yes, also uh, Oakley Eyewear. 
Um, always running some Oakley shades. It's the best. They they really kill it. I don't know. Luxotica does a good job for sure. Some, uh, some did you go golfing right with Costin because of that or some shit? Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I saw Costin in Malto on one hole, but I, we didn't really like golfing together. But I did get to shoot the shit with Malto for like an hour. We were just you know up in the Oakley shot or Oakley spot watching the 16th hole at the WMPO, and that was. Pretty crazy. I didn't think I'd ever be sitting in a chair next to Sean freaking Malto. Holy shit. What an inspiration. And skateboarding of all being like the larger inspiration to me and snowboarding and like all that, you know, that whole family. Like it was dope. It's really dope. Amazing. Well, it's been great. It's been a great chat, Rob. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, do you want to throw out any thank yous? Yeah. Uh, the biggest thank you, obviously, to my mother. Um, I've, my, I mean, my parents, my family, um, I'd be nothing without all of you, the love and support you've given me, my friends as well, big time. Um, I, I like to believe that, you know, I'm, it takes a village and there's no shot I would have gotten any of the opportunities to be who I am without anybody that's I've been around. So thank you, especially St. Louis Park homies. Shout out ain't homies. Uh, shout out, um, fucking shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously Pat Dodge, obviously Zach Nigro, goats at Burton. Team manager is also working on partnership. They just do so much for all of us and love them. Chelsea Waddell as well. Work very closely with her. She helps me a lot. Does a lot for me at Burton. Big shout out, cheer Chelsea. Um, and let's see who else do I have to go through. Oh, Ryan Powell at Oakley. Also Nico. Um, you know, some serious goats definitely help me out and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Shit, dude. Anyone who's believed in me from the jump ever given me an ounce of faith, I've needed it, and it's gotten me to where I am. So thank you. Well, much appreciated, Rob. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a fun chat. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that tunes in, listens, supports, uh, all of our sponsors. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys kick ass, and we will have another podcast coming at you next week. Over and out from the bomb hole.